Thank you, Mr. Clark. Good afternoon, everyone. The City Council's budget work session will now come to order. Mr. Clark, if you would read the uh, electronic meeting announcement followed by the roll call. Yes, before we begin this work session, I must state the following for the record. This session is being held as an electronic meeting pursuant to and in compliance with Ordinance Number 2020-093, adopted April 9, 2020, as most recently amended by Ordinance Number 2020-232, adopted December 14, 2020. Notice of the session was provided to the public by means of a revised public information advisory issued on April 30th, 2021, as well as through Legistar on the city's website in accordance with our usual practice. There will be no opportunities for public comment at this session. In order to identify each member of council who is present electronically for this work session, I will now call the roll. Mr. Addison. Ms. Jordan. Here. Ms. Lambert. Here. Ms. Larson. Ms. Lynch. Ms. Trammell. Ms. Trammell, you are muted. Are you there? Wait a minute. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Thing to work. Yep. It's yep. me. It's not. I'm here. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Jones. Present. Vice President Robertson. Here. And President Newbell. Here. Uh, Madam President, you have a quorum of members present in this uh, work session, with the exception of Member Lynch, Member Larson, and Member Addison. Thank you, Mr. Clark. Uh, at this point, we will pick up our discussion uh, from yesterday. And Mr. Eckelberger, if you would get us started. Yes, ma'am. And today I'm back in my office. DIT did a fix this morning, so hopefully those glitches won't occur again. Uh, and I can look straight at the monitor instead of a side view. Uh, I'm going to share my screen now. So if you'll bear with me while I get that going. Um, can everybody see can everybody see that now? Yes. Are you able to make it slightly larger? Yeah, I can make that larger. Well, I should be able to make that larger. Well, OK. OK. I don't want to lose it. So um. <laughs> no, it won't let me make that larger. OK. Oh, wait a minute. Let me let me try this. Hold on. Let me try this there. There, it's much bigger. Right there. You can scroll it that way. Here we go. This is the summary sheet from the very front of the work pages that we've been sending out. And what you can see is that you started out with 770.3 million. There is a net 2,561,000 in new revenue. And that's Madam mostly President, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Eichelberger, for, for whatever yeah. reason, I don't see it. Councilman Jones, you don't see it? No, ma'am. Maybe it's just my, maybe I'm the only one. Are other members able to see uh, Mr. Eckelberg? Yes. I can see. Yes. Um, Member Jones, this is Debbie City Clerk RJ Warren. May, uh, if you hover over the Microsoft Teams icon at the bottom, you might have a couple of different 
menus there to select from. And then also, if you see it maybe in the bottom right corner of, of your screen, you could select it there. All right, I'm just going to log out and come back in. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Sorry, Madam President. No problem, Councilman Jones. Would uh, Ms. you like me to wait for a second and let him log back in, or do you uh, want me to proceed? Yeah, let's give him half a second there. Shouldn't sure. take him that long. And Madam President, I'm, I'm present as well. My apologies. Thank you, Councilwoman Lynch. Um, Mr. Clark, if you would uh, record Councilwoman Lynch's presence. Okay. Okay. Mr. Jones? Yes, ma'am. That that actually worked. Okay, ah. thank you. All right, Mr. Look. Eckelberger, let's get started again. So, as I was saying, you started out uh, with an introduced budget of $770.3 million. The net new revenues, uh, mostly, it's all from the assessors, uh, with the reduction for that $750 for the gray machines, um, gives you $2,561,000 for a total revenue available of $772.8 million. And then we move on to the budget actions. The general fund expenditures on which you have reached consensus are $8.2 million. And the general fund decreases that you've you've got so far are 6.8, and that's 6.8, and that leaves you at the moment with a hypothetical balance of 1.1 million dollars. Um, Want to go over to the decreases? Why I say that's hypothetical is because, and I'll try to make this bigger. Just. Um, Maybe I made it a little too big. Um, can everybody see this? Um, yes. What you did, this is this 5.8 million is just a technical adjustment. You had to take the the uh, the original Gallagher proposal out of the budget in order to put back your compensation plan. And then we move down to the next amendment and uh, some of the members requested that I group all of these fleet amendments in one block. So that's why you're seeing this blue block. Um, you had three member amendments proposed to take money out of the fleet internal service fund. Those are all slightly different. So I was requested to just make a, a new line for fleet internal service fund. And that's that million dollars that you folks were discussing uh, last week. It's just no longer assigned to a particular member because there was so much overlap. Again, the note here is the same as yesterday. If you decided to do this, you would have a note, <coughs> um, probably a non in, uh, uh, attached to it as a text amendment that would say um, that you would be looking to use the ARP for green uh, vehicle replacement. Um, the actual reduction to get that million is gonna have to be spread between DPW, fire and police and then there would be a need to amend ordinance number 2021-045, which is the um, internal service fund for fleet management. Once there is consensus on whether to do that million dollar cut, at that point, you can come back over here and begin your discussions of how to allocate this 1.1 million. If that reduction is not approved, then the discussion is 
do you want to? And if so, how would you allocate the 134,000? So going back to decreases, I will leave that now to your decision making. Thank you, Mr. Ackerberger. Members, uh, the item on the table that we need to uh, discuss and or if we prepared for consensus relative to uh, the desire to uh, take this proposed decrease or not. So we'll start with any questions or comments and then I'll look for consensus in terms of action. Um, Councilman Addison. Hi, uh, good afternoon, everybody. Just wanted to chime in here real quick as I've looked at this um, updated piece of it all. We have a balanced budget. Uh, we've got 1.133, uh, so $1,133,000,000 1, left over uh, as a surplus. And the challenge I have right now is I feel like this isn't going to achieve, that the fleet reduction is not going to achieve the goal I think we've all set out to do. Um, fleet maintenance is, I think, a operational capacity that the general fund dollars need to support. Um, by removing this, we're just saying we're not going to maintain our fleet to the degree that we were presented to support for that. Um, I know I have a reduction on there. My reduction is focused on an increase that I saw in the police budget for fleet maintenance because I saw that that was something that did not seem to, to match. We have different options for me. I'm just cautious right now because I feel like even if we move this money around to say no, we funded all the, I think, budget priorities that we've had listed as much as we can from our process up till now. And I just I see that we have a, a really well-balanced budget with funding allocation to everything else we do. I would like to see us not take any money out of a fleet maintenance or fleet management operation, use the remaining $133,000, split it between two priorities that have been really important for all of us. I would say to put 33000 back into CRB to better fund the operation of getting that started and then put hundred grand into the Affordable Housing Trust Fund to call it a day. Because to me, that is, I think, in our best interest to keep things moving forward in that direction. I'd love to see us push forward in terms of greening and right-sizing our fleet as a policy initiative moving forward with every transaction we do as a city to work on how we should address that as a city council with policy for that piece, supporting that, of course, through ARP. Um, but of course, I think we've got ARP funding that needs to be looked at for that one-time in, in, you know, project initiative, capital project that needs that, that operation. And I'm afraid that if we're going to look at trying to move this money around from fleet management with the expectation that we're going to be making it up from ARP funding, as has, was explained briefly yesterday, I just have a problem with that. And I think for us, we have done a lot of good work to get to a balanced budget that's addressed a lot of key priorities and initiatives. And for me, I think that's one of the key problems I see with where we are right now of going, we've got a lot of big problems that I know we've talked about and things that we need to put forth, I think, a concerted effort to address in our city. Safety concerns around a lot of issues with our maintenance and other projects, and I want to see us take care of that. Um, but in what we have before us in this budget process, I think we've funded a really good job with everything we've done, and I just want to see us kind of move forward and address these things that we've identified together moving forward. And let's get this budget approved and move forward from there. Thank you, Councilman Addison. Other members, Councilwoman Lynch. Thank you, Madam President. Um, so, I, and I certainly appreciate where my colleague is coming from. Um, you know, we have had 
a, a number of discussions for years uh, about um, how to best support our communities and create funding streams for um, folks in the community that are doing real work that may not be supported um, or have the backbone of institutions and sophisticated nonprofits, et cetera. And um, we have talked throughout the last year about taking money from our city budget. Some folks have said take it from our PD. Some folks have said take it from other parts of the city budget and bring it and deliver it back down into our communities um, to support to better support our trauma-impacted um, communities and our most our most vulnerable. And um, the mayor formed a task force, um, and there's been a number of community members and individuals working on how to not only crack the nut of um, reducing gun violence and trauma in our communities, but how to better build a system of care. Um, and we've done, we've had a, a number of conversations to, to today, uh, up till today. Um, and, you know, I think that we have a opportunity um, and we have a very well balanced budget because we did a lot of work and made a lot of compromises and took cuts. Um, I know I took cuts for my priority items as well as others to try and uh, to, to try and get some of these savings, to get some of this extra funding so that we could fund priorities that are important to all of us. And, um, and, and I think we heard it yesterday loud and clear, um, and certainly it's weighing very heavy on my heart in this moment, um, that we, uh, that we fund our community-based programming, um, and, uh, and, and there are proposals on the table right now as we speak. Um, that align with that work of the mayor's um, gun violence prevention task force with um, a number of other efforts that are being um, uh, that have been proposed in other agencies. They just weren't funded. Um, we did the hard work of finding that funding and I proposed that we put um, $500,000 towards uh, of this a million um, towards um, that programming. And if folks want to um, folks want to take, you know, an extra 133,000 um, for for other priorities or, or what you know what have you. But I implore you um, to to please strike while the iron is hot. While we have we only have one time a year where we get to make a statement to our community, and this is it. Um, and our our communities are hurting right now, and um, I would really appreciate my colleagues' support. In that. So, Catherine, uh, let me just uh, one second. So, Councilwoman uh, Lynch, uh, the question is whether or not you support taking this decrease. And it sounds as if you support taking, I couldn't tell, the decrease or half of the decrease, because then you went on to talk about allocation. So, I'm trying to have people get get some sense of your sense to take it or not to take it. Thank you, Madam President. Yes, my my um, the the motion I'm putting on the table is to um, uh, to take the decrease, but to only take and might and and this is uh, as a compromise, so it's more palatable for folks who are not taking the entire one million um, to take five hundred thousand dollars and direct it towards um, gun violence uh, prevention programming. Okay, I'm trying to unbundle the allocation from the 
agreement around decreasing. So uh, you would say yes to decrease, but half of that amount. Um, Councilwoman Jordan. I do appreciate, um, you know, that we continue the discussion fully on all of these amendments. But since we started this process, we've just had, you know, the gun violence has escalated and we're not even even at summer yet. When historically, we know that's just going to increase. So the extent that we have this opportunity, I, I don't know why we would shy away from it. Okay, and, so you support. Yes. So and again, so this would be drawing it down to a half a million decrease instead of one million. Okay, thank you. Councilman Addison, I see your hand. Yes, I wanted to ask a question. Which which programming is this going towards specifically and who's the recipient or who's the gonna lead the program of this initiative as a whole? Okay, so let, let me just um, press here a bit. First of all, we don't have an alloc, we have not agreed upon a, a reduction or a decrease to be able to consider allocating any place. So I'm trying to get some sense of the inclination relative to accepting the decrease. Uh, and what I have so far is no and then partial. I'm just asking for details around what it's the initiative is going towards specifically. I agree gun violence is a key priority. I just want to know if we're putting $500,000 towards this in our budget just want to know what it's going towards specifically. Okay, and let me come to back to you, Ms. Addison, because I'm trying to get some consensus, some sense of where people are in terms of accepting or proceeding with this decrease. So, Councilman Jones, and then I'll come back to you, Councilman Addison. Councilman Jones, um, where are you relative to accepting this decrease uh, in part in whole? Well, I mean, I'm fine with the decrease. Uh, I'm okay. Fine with that. Then we can have the conversation about. Sure. Councilman, Councilman Addison lifted up. Yes, absolutely. I and I said I will absolutely come back to him with that. Councilwoman Lambert. Yes, thank you, Madam President. Um, I am in support of the decrease, just so you can have um, my vote. Thank you. Okay. So, other members, if I could have a sense of where you are in this, Madam Chair. Councilwoman Robertson. Uh, I know at the end of the meeting last evening, uh, the administration had weighed in some on this decrease in the impact that it would have on um, our maintenance of the fleet. Um, I'm not sure that we were real clear as to where they stand on this. Um, so is it possible that we can hear from the administration? Um, uh, yes. Um, Mr. Saunders, are you on? I understand you've got other council members that no. want to speak. So. Well, I do, and I was trying to, uh, yes. Let, 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 if you, hear from them as well. Okay, so let me do this. Let me hear from the other members. Um, then I'll go to Mr. Um, Saunders. And then we still have the item that both Mr. Addison and Mr. Jones raised. So, Councilwoman Trammell. Madam President, I was trying to listen to um, Vice President Ellen Robertson, but if we take this money, is this going to is this going to um, be a hardship on on the police and fire and all of that with the decrease in their 
you know, with their vehicles and all that. Okay, so I'm going to ask Mr. Saunders to speak to that. Councilwoman Trammell, if you just Thank hold you. that pen, I'll ask him to come aboard. And then Councilwoman Larson. Um, just same same question. Same question. As, okay. Um, as Councilmember Trammell and also Councilmember Addison. Okay. Um, just more information about the program and and also fire and police. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Mr. Saunders, if you could speak to the questions that have been raised by the members thus far in terms of uh, impact, whether in whole or in part, if this decrease was taken. Um, yes, Madam President, I'm going to try and share my screen real quick. Uh, this is a document that was sent to all of council earlier today by DCAO um, Bob Seidel, but um, it may be helpful just to be able to read from. Um, I think I need to be given control. Okay, this is I'm going to I'm going to show you the list of proposed um fleet that this money is funding. Excuse me, if uh Madam President, the document that's about to be pulled up, can we confirm that it is from the operating budget and not CIP since we we're talking about operating budget cuts? Thank you. Thank you, Councilwoman Jordan. Um Mr. Saunders, did you hear that comment? I couldn't hear that. I couldn't hear her. Okay. Councilwoman Jordan, could you repeat your statement? She was asking, well, could you repeat your statement? Yes, I'm sorry. Are we going to be looking at operating budget, fleet, or capital improvement? Because right now the cut we're talking about is from the operating budget. Thank you. That's correct. This is operating. Madam President, I'm going to have to have um, uh, DCO Seidel kind of give the response on the, the different Funding points because I do think this is a point of confusion for council. Bob. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I'm Dr. Nuba, I, need, I need to have him explain the the difference between the capital and the operating lines. Okay, but this is specific. This cut is specific to operating. So, and that's what council is asking about and making sure that that's what we're talking about. So, is Mr. Stidell um, with uh, us? Yes, he is. Um, but. Um. All right, I'm going to defer to, to uh, Jay Brown real quick and have Jay provide clarification because. OK, so it's not going to be Mr. Steidel. No, ma'am. OK. Nope. Jay. Good afternoon, members of City Council. Jay Brown, Director of Budget and Strategic Planning. If I may, I understand that City Council uh, members right now are deliberating on the impacts to the city's general fund or the operating budget, particular to this amendment. There is a fleet internal service fund that bills primarily the general fund, and that is where the revenue will come from to pay for the internal service fund. So I understand the city council's amendment um, right now will impact the general fund. That's what you are seeking to do with this amendment by uh, the one million dollar reduction that is on this table that is completely separate from the capital budget. Okay, which we use short term general obligation bond funding to purchase vehicles. Um, if I may, uh, my understanding is that the amendment that um, city council is looking at right now, the one million dollars, it was articulated yesterday evening that that would come from the line item within the fleet internal service fund called vehicle replacement. My understanding is that that funding is to pay for 
uh, debt, principal and interest debt on vehicles that have already been purchased or replaced in the past two to three fiscal years. Okay, so this is separate from the capital budget, which has a proposed allocation of seven million dollars. This is strictly the internal service fund, which obtains its resources from the general fund budget. So, yes, Councilwoman Jordan, we are talking about the impacts to the city's general fund budget with this amendment. If that answers your question. Yes, because the document that was circulated around 215 was for CIP investments in vehicle fleet. That, I believe, is for the seven million in the capital budget, which we'll be talking about later on today. Correct. Okay. Any further clarification on that item? Mr. Eckelberger? Uh, yes, ma'am. In, in a moment, I'm go back and share the screen. But I think given Jay's explanation of what that vehicle replacement line item, if it really is debt service on the short-term debt for vehicle replacement, I think we need to hear from the city attorney as to whether the charter allows council to reduce that. And I would also suggest in the future that rather than uh, having that titled vehicle replacement, it accurately reflect debt service on vehicle replacement um, is world difference. Your charter doesn't let you cut debt service. Um, Mr. Mr. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Eckelberger is correct. Um, the charter does not permit a, an item uh, for debt service to be reduced. Okay. And so, given that information, is this an allowable decrease? Is what we're asking. It was that gets to be a question. No, ma'am. It would appear not to be. Okay. All right. Uh, Councilwoman Lynch. Madam President, um, I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out how this is just coming to light. Uh, uh, I'm going to. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, we had council members sending in points of clarification. I, I don't know, I think as far back as a month ago on this. Yes. Um, there is a total of what, $3.4 million? Um, in this total appropriation for fleet management, you're telling me that every single one of those dollars is to pay back debt service? No, no ma'am. What, what the amendments were specifically talking about is the funding for vehicle replacement, which is one of the line items that's identified under the fleet management internal service fund. But the description, the, the line title is, let me look at it. Well, it's, it's just two words, vehicle replacement. If, in fact, what Jay Brown described is not straight-up vehicle replacement, but it is the debt service on previous vehicles being replaced, then the charter doesn't allow you to cut that. You could take other vehicle maintenance services out of the um, internal service fund, but you could not take the debt service for, for the um, – Previously replaced vehicles. We so can also right. okay. there's, CPW, there's actually, service fund, there's a number of other pots, correct? There's a total of 19 million in the internal service fund. 19,954 19, in the internal service fund. So the million would come out of something other than that 1.9 million. It's a Thank slightly you, different twist on the same issue. 
Got you. Thank you, Mr. Echoberger. Uh, Mr. Brown, with some additional comment here or clarification. I believe you're referring to myself and not the other Mr. Brown. Yes, I correct? apologize, <laughs> okay. Mr. J. Brown. Sure. Yes, ma'am. Um, I do believe we also have uh, Jim Duvall, uh, the city's debt manager on the line, who can also reaffirm this as well. Um, Jim Duvall, if you are on the call, please. OK, so, Mr. Brown, um, the, the question here and I guess the clarification is that this decrease could not be taken from this line item based on what the city attorney is saying. But that, so I'm not sure what Mr. Duvall would be sharing with us. Uh, <clears throat> Madam President, uh, Jim Duvall yes. finance, uh -huh. from the finance department. Yes. Uh, in looking at the budget document uh, on page 6-158, uh, the, we do itemize the interest on bonds and the retirement of, of the bonds, so the principal and interest is itemized there. Um, it's uh, $1.7 million of principal and $151,000, roughly, of interest. The combination of those two is the $1.917,362 that is referenced in other places in the fleet budget. Um, as vehicle replacement. Um, this is interest in principle that's due on existing uh, bonds and notes that we have already issued or are about to issue for this fiscal year. Um, and so uh, it, it is committed, you know, to paying for vehicles that we've already purchased. Thank you for that uh, that additional clarification, Mr. Duvall. I wasn't quite sure which that that's helpful. Uh, other questions or comments at this point, members? Councilwoman Robertson, did I see your hand? Councilwoman Robertson, no. Uh, um, yeah, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I'm think if I'm understanding the information that we have, um, out of this um, budget item and what the attorney is saying to us that because it's there for debt service we can't touch that. Um, so I guess the question um, is whether or not we need to. We at least need to take this out of the budget uh, as a cut, if if that's the case, and what has been affirmed to us. Well, it would appear that this particular item to be cut would is not. No, it, we have been informed it is not allowable. Uh, so that seems to be pretty straightforward. Then there is any other discussion relative to these categories and other possibilities. Uh, so. I'm going to push for this, but I want to hear Councilman Jones and then Councilwoman Lynch. Yes, ma'am. Well, it appears, Madam President, that these funds cannot be touched. That's correct. I will echo uh, the sentiment of my colleagues that have done considerable amount of homework, uh, only to be told that, you know, at, at the ninth hour, Yes, that we cannot touch those funds. So however we can avoid this in the future, uh, I am open to hearing that, but a little disconcerted that 
Um, we're just now finding this out. I just wanted that on the record. And I concur with you because we had a discussion about this last evening and uh, this was not made as clear. So, um, Councilwoman Lynch. Thank you, Madam President. Um, uh, mind blown. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I would like us to um, look at it, it. If that's not viable, uh, can we get consensus on a decrease from fleet in another part of the fleet budget that is not paying down for debt service? Okay, so uh, just in terms of closing this out, there uh, this decrease cannot be taken, so there's no consensus that is needed in this regard. Uh, that's the next thing. And so then the question that you're putting on the table, Councilwoman Lynch, is looking to see if there are other options. Is that correct? We have 134,000 um, outside of this dollar amount uh, remaining, 133,834. And so your question, and Mr. Eckelberger, you understand the question there? Uh, yes, ma'am. Excluding the 1.9 million that's actually for debt service, not the replacement of vehicles, um, there's still $18 million left in the Fleet Management Internal Service Fund budget. Okay. So. Okay, members, where are we in this regard? You hear that we cannot take the original discussion item. Um, Councilwoman Lambert. Yes, um, Madam President. So, um, Mr. Eckelberger, you're saying we have 18 million um, within that budget to be able to take a million if we want, um, which is not debt service. That that's that's right. There's roughly 18, a little tad over 18 million in the Internal Service Fund budget that is for purposes other than debt service. Um, you are at that point going into the vehicle maintenance, uh, and, and what would happen with taking a million out of that 18 million would, would be something for somebody to, to, um, resolve. Okay. But okay. the 18 million is there. Okay. And yes, if council wanted to reduce it, you technically can. So my colleague um, lowered that number to half a million. So um, so we have half a million to take out of this 18 million. That's what you're saying is what we can do. So I just want to be clear on that. Yes, it's within your power to do that. Yes. Um, Councilwoman Robertson. Go back to my original question. Um, Out of $18 million, there are a couple of questions that I have, but I'm going to just deal with the fact that we take this million dollars out that is currently identified here. If we're being told by the administration, by the uh, by our attorney, that we can't use that million dollars. So That's I guess correct. The, so the question on the table now is whether or not the current amendments that have been introduced for council from council, um, because we all had 
a period of time to put these amendments in. The question is whether or not the amendments that were requested would also allow us to look within the $18 million for the cut versus this estimate $2 million that is for debt service. And so, from what Bill is saying, and I don't know whether or not the administration the attorney needs to weigh in on that, that this, this amendment can apply to the $18 million. Yeah. Right. So we cannot take this particular this amount from this particular category based on what was shared. But it is clear from Mr. Eckelberger's statement that it is possible if we wanted to look at an amount from this broader category. Uh, and I'm not sure, Mr. Eckelberger, uh, you'd have to lead us in this. I'm no. asking the attorney, uh, Madam, I want to make sure <clears throat> from the attorney and from the administration that what we are being told by uh, our staff is accurate because I don't want to get back into the same situation where someone is telling us a moment later Thank that you. we can't use the funds. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Haskell-Brown, are there other categories within this, outside of this one that you've already delineated, that we would be precluded from um, looking at or considering a decrease? within this 18 million cap that Mr. Eckelberger has indicated. Yes, ma'am. I, I do not see any uh, that, that jump out at me. Uh, the $1.917,362 that's shown on page 6-155 as fleet replacement is also shown on page 6-156 as invest and debt management. And as Mr. Duvall pointed out, uh, is shown in two lines on page 6-158 is interest on bonds and retirement of serial bonds. It, basically, the charter says, I, I think probably for fairly obvious reasons, that the, the prohibition is on reducing debt service. Uh, so if you have amounts in the budget that are, that are specified for debt service, you, the, the council is not allowed to reduce those through the amendments process. Um, <coughs> I mean, no, nothing else jumps out at me as being debt. Uh, I think I would probably ask Mr. Duvall if there were any other items in there that, that constituted debt service. Uh, because the question isn't whether I think it's debt service. The question is whether it actually is used, being used for debt service. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Mr. Duvall, are you still on? And can you speak to that point uh, just raised by um, Mr. Yes. Brown? Yes, uh, there's nothing else uh, in there that is related to debt service. Okay. So, Madam, Madam Chair, if I can just can get an additional clarification on my question. The amendment that is put in uh, requests reductions in this budget item that has a total budget of roughly $20 million. Is there any reason why uh, we are aligning the amendment only to the debt service rather than the balance of the budget? And does this amendment, can this, does this amendment allow for reductions out of the total $20 million? Because it does not say specifically uh, this one, um, 
line item within the $20 million budget for maintenance? Sure, I hear I hear your question, Councilwoman Robertson. And um, is there further comment from <laughs> Mr. Saunders? Are you commenting on Councilwoman Robertson's question? You are muted, sir. I understand. Um, and I appreciate Council Baron with this. You know, these are certainly, um, you know, fleet is, is, is not a, a single, um, single responsibility. It's something that is, um, spread across multiple departments, uh, and has different, you know, orders and facets between maintenance, replacement, debt service, et cetera. So, um, I think that's part of where we are with, um, you know, wanting to make sure we get the uh, council the right the right information, right answers. Um, however, the cut is structured, whether you take it from internal service or otherwise, the, the fact of the matter is, is that that in either case, it will reduce uh, funding for vehicle replacement and maintenance. Um, and given the fact that DPW, po um, police and fire are our largest um beneficiaries of fleet um or or users of our of our fleet it certainly um will impact them more i think you know bill has certainly given us a, a percent you know version of the perspective of this being you know roughly 18 million dollars of our budget um but it's an area that is um not funded at the level that we would like to see it um but we are are working to work through some of our um our, our backlog of maintenance as well as, um, you know, vehicles that are, are extended at their, in the life cycle. Um, I think so, the yes. question is just, is, is, is simply, you know, Dr. Bell, I think you phrased it, is this an allowable, um, expense? And, and the reality is, um, yes, if you acknowledge the impact is that it's going to reduce our ability to provide for maintenance and, and replacement uh, at a level proportionate to the size of the cut. It's, Thank you. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had um, completed. Please complete. I'm sorry. Um, it, you know, the, the, the short answer is that, you know, as a team, we'll, you know, we're going to work to do our best with what we have. Um, if this is not, if council chooses to, to do a reduction, but we certainly have to express some caution about um, the the impacts that we'll have. Thank you. So, Mr. Saunders, I have to say um, it is pretty disconcerting that we got the specificity in terms of this particular cut in this particular area at this time, because we have been talking about this up to and including yesterday. And so now to just uh, have that information, um, at, in the midst of these discussions, I, I just have to say it's a little disconcerting. But be now, that as it can may. Can you repeat that? Because say I, again? I, can you repeat that, that concern? I said it was pretty disconcerting to just today understand that the area that this cut was targeted for, because it's been on our um, in our documentation, was something that it would be precluded. But I am... Um, I know we've all been working diligently and trying to do the best possible because we could have understood that this was not an appropriate area based on um, our chart, et cetera. And Madam, could have, Madam President, if I yes. could just say it, this, this has been a moving target, I believe, a little bit for us. And so we're, okay. we're doing the best we can to make sure we can get you the best information. But, um, you know, I appreciate it. 
we are we are we are all trying to make sure we're getting you the the best most accurate information. I appreciate that. I'm just saying that you know it's we could have cut through a lot of discussion uh, as relative long as it's to understanding this. that we we needed some communication on both sides here. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, with that, members, uh, Councilwoman um, Lynch and then Councilwoman Robertson, and I want to move on in terms of where we are beyond uh, this particular item, which we have now have clarity on and what we'd like to do, if anything, next steps. So, um, Councilwoman Robertson, did I see hands are disappearing? So I'm just assuming you took your hand down. Is that correct? Okay, Councilwoman Lynch. So, so where can we take which amendment is most appropriate to put on to make a motion on for getting um, the decrease? Madam President, if I could try to yes, address that. Yes, Mr. Eppelberger, um, please. What you're doing is you're continuing the discussion of reducing fleet management, but Fleet management is an internal service fund, and as has been described, they get their money from uh, billing the various departments. So what you would do is you would do an amendment to the internal service fund ordinance to reduce fleet management internal service fund budget by however many hundred thousand or million that you wanted. But to actually get that money from the general fund, you'd have to go and you would have to do a series of amendments. And just as an example, um, this column shows you where the money is appropriated. It's, well, for this particular sub-program in fleet, there's money from a large number of uh, departments, it's 12.7 million. So you see all the departments and the individual reductions, there are actually some more subprograms in fleet that, that would go with this. Um, the actual reduction to each one would be smaller because it would be a portion of that uh, 12.7 million, but it would be spread back over. But it would be a series of amendments to individual departments to take out the general fund money budgeted to them specifically for payment to fleet. That said, you don't appropriate the money this way. You actually only appropriate a grand total to the department. So the fire department would still have their whatever million dollar budget, 50 million or so, minus a small amount that you would take out for fleet. And they have the capacity to move money within those sub-objects of expenditure to do that. Fleet can only spend what they bill for and collect. You're, you're not able to cut fleet uh, directly. What you're able to do is reduce the amount that's budgeted for payments to fleet. And then to reflect that lower amount, you would lower the fleet budget. Um, so that that's how this would actually work. So Mr. Eckelberger, um, you are talking about, so members, uh, before going further, at this point, um, is there a desire to even look further uh, relative to any additional decrease consideration in this category? I'm Madam President. I am so confused. As well, to how 
Yeah, I mean, I what? think it's all taken all of us slightly um, back here. And so we're in the category of uh, fleet. So the question was whether or not we've taken off this particular um, decrease. And so then, as you've been discussing, the total amount that remains in, is there a desire to look at other um, possibilities for decrease within this category? Um, whatever that amount is, is what I was trying to get to. So I'll come back. Ms. Robertson. Okay. Um, Madam Chair, um, I, I understand what Ms. Uh, Councilwoman Lynch is wanting to do as it relates to uh, dealing with the tremendous need that we have as it relates to gun violence and in the city. And we've done a lot of work. I mean, there's a lot of work in the presentation that uh, was given to us yesterday as it relates to a new position. I've already been incorporated in this budget uh, to work with us dealing with um, much of the work that we've done as it relates to re-imaging the gun violence task force <clears throat> and other works that have been done secondary to a lot of the issues that have been raised, uh, Black Lives Matters, um, you know, dealing with um, our concerns as it relates to uh, police reform and so forth. <clears throat> it's a huge, huge deal. And, um, you know, I appreciate the fact that, you know, there's a million uh, one, <clears throat> one out there. Uh, well, actually, now it's not. Um, there's 133,000 that we know that is out there, according to the amendments that we have on the book that we could approve. I have a question for, and I, I know we, we're doing some things that we said we were not going to do as it relates to ARP funds. Uh, certainly, uh, the, 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 the complexity of the work that we have to do, and I have had a resolution drafted, which I hope council is going to vote to support because we did agree uh, as it relates to the Affordable Housing Trust Fund. Um, the subject matter of us putting in additional funding to deal with gun violence and other drama, uh, sorry, stress uh, that we are dealing with in the city of Richmond, uh, secondary to trauma of crimes, in all of our neighborhoods throughout the city of Richmond. Um, I'm wondering whether or not we should be asking for a program budget to address this issue and whether or not we could define a program budget with the idea that we could at least put in a resolution to for the use of the ARP funds specifically to address this, the holistic uh, of the of the program needs that that Ms. Lynch is is raising that we all agree to, and if that be the case, uh, that the council would endorse us putting in a resolution with setting some um, priority to make sure that we put the kinds of funding that is needed to address the scope of work that is before us um, 
and and consider that as a means by which we may be able to provide the additional revenue. Uh, I mean, if, if we thought we wanted a million, to cut it to half certainly suggests that we've probably got a greater need, program need, that I agree some funding is better than none. Um, but whether or not we could earmark, uh, if such is allowed, a terminology for the ARP to get to the programmatic goals that Ms. Lynch is trying to get us to. Uh, thank you, Councilwoman. Um, I do not know if ARP funds can be utilized in this way. I'm not sure if the administration can weigh in on that. And then Ms. Lynch, do you have a comment? And then I'm going to uh, have a suggestion for us moving forward here. Yeah, so um, to Councilmember Robertson's point, yes, there's a proposed program budget. Um, you know, I mean, I find it ironic that we would talk about detailed program budgets for $500,000 we can't get a detailed program budget for 19 million. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, in, in regards to the question for ARP, uh, we we can use some, and there is some conversations and discussions going, going as it relates to using ARP for micro grants to support grassroots work. But this is general fund revenue that, that, that uh, would a um, be a reoccurring expenditure, so some of these positions would not be eligible for ARP funding. Uh, two, um, there are absolute funding gaps in our current system that uh, do not support um, community and grass work, uh, grassroots work organi organizers um, that don't otherwise get funding through Medicaid programming or larger institutions, et cetera. And so this really helps augment a need to give uh, to support um, natural existing supports in our community. And I think if we have an opportunity and we are discussing this, as I mentioned in DHS meeting, if we have an opportunity to take a look at what some of the models are and look at how this lines up with the work of, of what the administration has been doing, I think we will find that um, this is a program these are these are these are programs that, that we have needed um, like decades ago, and we haven't we have an opportunity to put our money where our mouth is, and if we let another budget go by, and we do not signal and tell, let the community know this is this is a priority for us. I don't care about vehicles, okay? We just went through a shooting and a horrific tragedy in, in my district, and I know many of you have, and we cannot keep giving lip service to this issue. We have to, we have got to fund, we've got to invest, and community members are watching us um, today. So um, I absolutely feel strongly that we should make the investment with general fund um, revenue, and it's not a lot. I mean, in the grand Correct. scheme of things. Were you concluded, Councilwoman Lynch? Yes, ma'am. You're muted. You were just, had you concluded your comment? That, I think I got my points across. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, Councilwoman Trammell, and then I am going to um, make a suggestion relative to moving forward, members, for your consideration. Madam President, I know I've, I've not really touched on this subject a whole lot, but I know that um, I hear from my people, and Stephanie, you're right. I mean, there's shootings everywhere, and what's been going on 
people fully don't understand because all I keep hearing, where are the police? How come we don't see the police officers in our community anymore? How come we don't see the police, you know, engaging with us? They don't, you know, when you tell them there's 74 police officers that have left and more are leaving by July, what do we do about that? And then when you hear people that say they go to court and nothing happens to the to the people when they take them to court. And as I said yesterday, just ask Parker how many times we did court watch and these, you know, the the managers or at these apartments, you know, they, they would have the police, you know, arrest these people that were trespassing, causing problems. Then you go to court and it was dismissed. And then within an hour, they're back over there again, not only in in your district, but in other parts. I, I mean, then, you know, the people say we don't understand it. We did all these letters that said no trespassing. We found them with the, you know, with our captains at the precinct. And then you go to court and you have a judge that says dismiss. How, how frustrating you think that is? I don't know if you've ever done court watch. I did it with my seniors and with my citizens, not only in the 8th district, but in ninth district, 6th district. And we left out of there. We were so frustrated. We said we would never go back again because it looks like the judges are not on the side or helping the community and the police officers. So, you you know, we can talk about all this stuff about gun violence and things like that. But when people are getting these guns, somehow or another, they find them, they get them, even if they break into cars, homes or whatever, then they use them against, you know, they, they cause problems for all of us in all of our district. So we need to work on that. Keeping our police, keeping our firefighters, and then also I'm, I'm getting calls about, you know, we don't have enough people, you know, that's going to be, you know, on the ambulance authority. What happens with that? A million dollars, then another 500,000 being cut? That That's, you know, this is not good. Thank you, Madam President. Thank, Thank you, you, Councilwoman Trammell. Okay, members, at this point, um, we have a balanced general fund budget. We have a variance of $133.8. $133,898. And so the question is, uh, at this point, do we want to uh, have a look further relative to decreases? Do we want to entertain how this surplus that we have on the bottom line might be utilized and leveraged? Um, and because that's where we are. Councilwoman Jordan. Thank you. Um, could we consider using this variance towards gun violence prevention and then try and find the additional, what is it, 300 and, and change to 396 or so? From, I mean, we've got a ton of amendments for decreases. Sure. None have been considered beyond just the fleet, which we've discussed. Okay, so I, I think number one, it is. Um, Yes, we could. We have this um, positive variance that we could then decision what and how we might want to allocate that, which then might be used as leverage for other things. But that still begs the question in terms of um, going back and looking for any other decreases to accommodate whatever is decided in terms of additional consideration for programming. So Councilwoman Larson. And again, then I'm going to push for us to make a decision here. Councilwoman Larson. Um, thank you, Dr. Nabel. Uh, yes, I think what Councilmember Jordan was just proposing seems um, like a good direction to move in, especially for us uh, council members who have 
been through budget sessions where we do go through every decrease, which could be another 10 hours. Um, I think that we take the 133, put it towards the start of a gun violence prevention program um, and and consider our budget balanced at this point. Thank you, Councilwoman Larson. Um, the other um, item that was mentioned was the possibility of also looking at leveraging ARP funds, which we have opportunity to expend through 2024. So while they're one time, there's still opportunity over multi-year. I'm not suggest. I'm just trying to look at options to have us consider how we move forward here. So with that, um, Councilwoman Jordan, and then I'm going to uh, move that we uh, consider uh, this balance and how we want to allocate the remaining funds and then how we look uh, towards other opportunities to gain the balance. Ms. Jordan. Thank you. Yes, I just want to clarify my previous comment was twofold. One, move the balance of 133-898 to gun violence prevention, but then go back and look at reductions again to see if we if there is more to be gained to create a, um, a figure for gun violence prevention that would be meaningful. Um, I think 133 is certainly a strong start, but this is a big problem and it's one worth investing in because when you ignore it, it is far more expensive. And we never got to the decreases until what yesterday evening and I mean, council members did put in a lot of time creating all these different decrease amendments. Is there not anything in there that someone will still lobby for? Thank you. Thank you. So, um, members, um, we can certainly um, take a look, and Mr. Eckelberger, I suppose we could ask to take a look at possible decreases to consider. But I want to again emphasize that this budget has been balanced. We still have the CIP budget to go through. And so with the variance here, um, there's opportunity, which was just mentioned. But Mr. Eckelberger um, could also and that would have that would have to be agreement to take some time to do that. Um, but that is also an option. Councilman Jones. Yes, ma'am, Madam President. If we could, uh, just for um, good of the order, just moving forward, we have a lot of work to cover. Uh, this is a great placeholder. Um, uh, gun violence prevention initiative. It's broad. It's broad for a reason. That means we can come back and the administration and council. We could all come together and figure that out uh, and focus on it as. Uh, as as a city, I know I'm holding a special roundtable with some South Side stakeholders to talk about uh, uh, some challenges on the South Side and and what things we can propose, what things we can do uh, to to get at gun violence. I, I will say this though, I will say this. Um, I've I've done this for a long time, from when Eugene Rivers came to. Uh, uh, <laughs> a joint venture, gosh, almost 20 years ago. Um, our challenge is going to be 
to activate every program we have in the city, get our community centers up and going and funded. I, that's why I support um, uh, council council person Lambert's desire to get uh, uh, her uh, uh, community center opened up in her district. Uh, we need we. We've got to we've got to to really invest in, in parks and recs. We have to invest in keeping these young people uh, engaged, trained, uh, uh, and really encouraged. And then we need to augment this with uh, job training. Yes, we have to give uh, a folk in our community got to get them hope. We 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 need jobs. Um, where would so many different people be? without athletics, without education, and without opportunities post-graduation. And so, you know, again, as, as, we, as we talk about gun violence prevention, it's very broad, and I believe uh, Councilperson Lynch is keeping it broad for that very reason, uh, not to say there's any one fix. Uh, but, but again, if, if we're serious about, if we're serious about changing our communities and changing uh, uh, some of the patterns that we see, we've got to begin to invest differently uh, within our city and, and to really get some job training programs out uh, and, and truly fund these and get get folk uh, the hope that they need uh, so so they can put these guns down. And then, then I'll say this in, in closing, Madam President, okay. uh, as we move forward, it's also ensuring that uh, a, a lot of these folk that are involved in street level pharmaceuticals aren't locked out of uh, this whole cannabis movement throughout the country uh, because we'll lock up persons of color, but we're not going to give them access to uh, a lot of the licenses licenses that are being made available at the state level. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you. Members, at this point, um, I would like to ask if there would be, I'm going to unbundle these items on the table, if there would be consensus to, uh, with the surplus that, or the balance that we have, to um, proceed with earmarking that uh, relative to a domestic, domestic, sorry, that may be a part of it, but it's gun violence, trauma, uh, et cetera, um, some coordinated effort to at least earmark those funds for that purpose with more work to be done in terms of coming back with the specifics, uh, the components, the partners, uh, et cetera, at least to start, would members be amenable to earmarking that 133-898 for a uh, violence prevention intervention program that includes a variety of components that are coordinated, collaborative, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. At least to start the discussion, and then I'll go back to um, if there's desire to look at uh, additional decreases. Might I see hands on that? Okay, thank you. So we are saying we have ba balanced the uh, general fund budget. We have earmarked the variance of 133-898 for a violence uh, prevention intervention program with multiple components and recognizing the uh, various efforts that are underway and a desire to bring those together. So that's any further question or discussion about that, because then the next question would then be what was raised before about whether or not there's an interest 
and and we really I'd like us to think about this. Um, this is about whether there's an interest at this time going back uh, to have staff look at um, possible areas of decrease uh, or a possible area of decrease, not necessarily areas that would allow for additional funding um, for this effort or is this at least enough to get started? Um, I see Councilwoman Lynch. Madam President, I was just voting for yes, I'm in favor of looking at additional decreases. And I'll just note $133,000 is not. It's no, not enough. Let me semblance of a program. It, let me be clear. It is not enough. I am just trying to make sure that we're at least willing to earmark the variance that we have to start. It's absolutely. Uh, please um, don't misunderstand. Certainly, I, I agree with you. It's absolutely not enough. Um, the other question, um, and I think there's several questions, but um, Councilwoman Robertson, uh, and, and I do want to register what you've indicated, Councilwoman Lynch, that this is, um, yes, well, those funds to be earmarked for such, but we need to uh, still look at uh, the possibility for additional funds. So I, I did hear that, and I'll come back to that one. Councilwoman Robertson and then Councilwoman Trammell. Madam Chair, um, we know how important this information, this work is that needs to be done in the city, and it's big work. Um, and it does, it, it, there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be taken care of in the process of getting to uh, why we have gun violence. Um, but I would ask that we we have a balanced budget that we would ask the administration to come back and give us more detailed information on their program for the new staff person that they have hired put into um, um, into this budget, uh, which we got some um, example of what that includes yesterday uh, with a budget that's attached to that. Uh, and that at the present time, if we could move to the capital improvement budget and get that done, get that adopted and balanced, if time permit for us to go back to do additional amendments to the general fund, we will entertain that. But for right now, we will accept the general fund as balanced and move to the CIP. Um, and um, also with... <coughs> A resolution and a commitment that, you know, we need to find funding and a, and a, and a well thought out program as to how we're going to deal with the issues and the challenges that we face in our community um, that results in gun violence and that methodology of how we would get there. Um, so basically, I'm asking that we move forward to the capital improvement budget for now. Uh, and if time permit, and we have time to find other amendments, and I'm willing to work with uh, Councilman Lynch to look at that uh, as to ways we could do that. Uh, but right now, I would ask that we move forward to the capital improvement budget if possible. And the amendments, that, I mean, and the text amendments that I don't know. Yes, we still have do. those to review as well. Thank yes. you. Um, Councilwoman Trammell, and then I'm going to. Um, um, come back with a suggestion for consideration so we can move forward. Councilwoman Trammell. 
Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but, you know, every time I don't say something, it gets put out there. Reva, don't don't open her mouth or whatever. And, you know, I thought, we, you know, it's no sense to keep repeating, repeating and staying here for hours and hours and still on the same on the same subject. But anyway, I just wanted to thank Councilman Michael Jones for what he said, because our people need jobs. They need jobs, not only in Southside, but all over the city. And also we need we need to improve our neighborhoods. We need to help, you know. Our children, the families that that are struggling in different neighborhoods, and also um, our community centers. Yeah, we need to put more money into our community centers, and I'm not going to touch on to that. All I'm saying that, yeah, we need to have our community centers back open, but then when you have COVID and you have the children that are scared to go back to school or go around other people, especially when you have a grandson that catches um, COVID at 15 years old. So believe me, and I had a sister that had it, so I know all about COVID. But anyway, I just wanted to thank Michael Jones, Councilman Michael Jones, for his comments, and he is so right. We need our we need jobs for our youth and for our even our seniors are just praying on that they will be able to get a part time job very soon. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Councilwoman Trammell. Members, we have a meeting. Uh, I asked that uh, our clerk would. check in with folks relative to a another meeting this week on Thursday. What I'd like to suggest, this budget is, uh, and not dissimilar from Councilwoman Robertson's statement, this budget is balanced. We have earmarked the uh, variance, and I would ask that our staff would go back and such that when we are back together on Thursday, if they could identify additional area or areas or decreases that for us to consider that would increase this dollar amount. And so I would at least give them or like to give them that opportunity and like for us to move forward at the same time. If that's acceptable, uh, we will take that up on Thursday and we would have time to address that. Councilwoman Lynch. So are we committing to looking at additional decreases for this budget to help make our our program at least somewhat whole? Well, so what, yes, what I'm committed to and asking if the members are uh, amenable is having our staff to take a look at the other areas in terms of amendments, making recommendations back to us on Thursday to consider. Um, Like I said, we balance this budget, so that's not out of uh, kilter uh, at this point, and it is balanced. But I think we still have opportunity to look at additional areas that our staff can make recommendations back to us on. I think the figure that you were referencing was about half a million dollars uh, as a start place that could be leveraged uh, with uh, our philanthropic and other partners, as well as ARP dollars. Um, and so that would be the charge um, if you if members are amenable, uh, which would be uh, finding about $396,000, give or take. And Madam President, again, I send the offer to um, everyone on the call and everyone in the community to come to the EHS meeting, which will be prior to that budget meeting. Um, I do plan on, like I mentioned, taking a deeper dive at some of those um, models and, and proposals um, that are and, and having members of the administration and um, uh, community members come on and speak to what they think uh, we need this funding for. And so um, that would be helpful. Thank you. 
So members, if you are amenable, the amount that we would be asking staff to come back and make recommendation to us on to allow us to at least have a starting place of half million dollars would be $366,102 in cuts. And I think, um, and I suspect our staff could assist us in that and certainly by our Thursday meeting if you would be amenable. If there's no disagreement with that, then I'd like to proceed um, with that action, and then we'll take that balance up on uh, that rest of that consideration up on Thursday with recommendations coming from our staff. Okay, thank you. Um, text amendments. Mr. Eckelberger, please. Madam, <clears throat> Madam President, the text amendments are the same as what we went over last night, but to refresh everyone's memory, let me go over them very quickly. Uh, the first um, amendment, the first text amendment would be to indicate that the $100,000 that's been set aside for the study of the police and fire pay plan uh, would require a report back to the mayor and city council by November 1st of 2021 with monthly progress reports on how that effort is going. Um, the November 1st date was chosen because that would give enough time to um, see if it was something that could be implemented in FY22 or if it would not be implementable in FY22. November would give time to build that into the budget process for FY23. The next one, again, was um, the phase three Gallagher implementation costs. You recall the presentation that was done on this compromise program um, would have had phase three, which is moving the people who are currently at or above midpoint a little higher in order to address compression issues. And what this would have is um, the work on that to be done and identify the individuals who would be effective and um, what the cost might be for phase three and report to city council and mayor by November 1st of 2021. Um, the next one is no longer, well, the next one, the citizens review board, um, the city attorney indicated that that needs to be in non-departmental and if there's some text amendments that are uh, are desired to express how that would work, you could add some additional verbiage there. The police and fire uh, number four is no longer needed because you left the step plan as it was in the introduced budget. The final one is the general employee compensation. Uh, in order to implement 3.25% salary increase, there needs to be an amendment to the um, pay plan. And on this one, um, this is an ordinance. And uh, HR has already started working on the technicalities of getting that done. The final issue is this resolution that's been discussed uh, for the American Rescue Plan Act and to identify the specific purposes that you think would be high priorities, for example, the Affordable Housing Trust Fund, those have all been marked as ARP in your budget amendment spreadsheet that we just went over. Um, and this one is a little different than the norm because uh, your budget-related amendments can and, and ordinances and resolutions are the only things that can be voted on 
during your budget amendment session when you take them up. So because this is important to give people comfort that these things are included in the ARP list, this would have to be expedited and considered at a separate uh, special council meeting, uh, either right before or right after you adopt the budget. So those those are your text amendments and budget-related ordinances and resolutions. Councilwoman Larson. Um, thank you, Dr. Needle. Can I get some clarification on the last um, item that Bill had up there about the ARP and the resolution? I'm unclear, is the resolution going to say specific amounts or is it going to say we are going to look at these items, um, you know, topical items in the ARP in lieu of funding them through the budget process? Madam President, if I could address what my intent would be, but certainly at the direction of council. Sure. Um, council really hasn't had an in-depth discussion about the ARP and the exact amounts that would be allocated to each of these amendments. And some of these you had competing amounts within the amendments that were presented by council. Um, so rather than uh, prejudge the discussion about allocation of the ARP monies, uh, my suggestion is to list those things that council would like to see addressed as high priorities for funding. But have the discussion about the exact amount once you get the ARP and you know the federal guidelines, things like that. So, Dr. Nimble, yes, just to uh, follow up, um, that um, Bill's recommendation would be my preference. Um, and I think I've, I can't remember if I've mentioned this publicly or just privately, but I'm uncomfortable with skimming specific amounts off the top of ARP without looking at looking at it holistically um, as one big pot of money with you know the needs we've mentioned during this budget process but also additional needs that have not been mentioned during this budget process so I Thank would you. prefer a resolution that did not allocate specific amounts, but did prioritize items that were not funded in this budget. Thank you. Thank you, Councilwoman Larson. I would agree with you with the exception of uh, the Affordable Housing Trust Fund, which we have discussed and prioritized and have made from my perspective commitment to at least getting to $10 million. And so the variance there of would be about 7.1 million. And so I could concur with you with the others, but that one we have consistently made a commitment on. And so to be further discussed, I certainly agree the prioritization, et cetera, but that one has, uh, has and continues to be a priority. And we've discussed the dollar amount specifically. Other than that, I uh, could concur with you. So Councilwoman Trammell and then Councilwoman Robertson. Madam President, can you um, can we get a list of how this a ARP monies can be spent on, you know, like what can it be spent on? And is how is 
all of us council members, all nine of us, going to be included in this discussion. Do you have any answer? Sure. Thank you. So we can provide the information that's available thus far, but the final uh, guidance has not been yet released. We expect that sometime this month, very soon. And then um, I will be uh, pulling together to bring to you for consideration a collaborative process. Some of you I know have ideas and have shared them already. I've been in conversation with staff and so would like to compile all of the recommendations and then bring it back for discussion uh, and for um, um, it, really for us passing resolution relative to how we will move forward. So looking for that collaborative, looking to identify and codify that collaborative process that includes council as well as the administration and other uh, entities as well. And that will be coming to you for review, for comment, for et cetera. But uh, have been working with Mr. Eckelberger already. Um, uh, there are a couple of council members I know who've been working on it as well. But just know it will come to the to the council, not as a final, but as a draft for further work and for refinement and for uh, uh, legislation. and. Um, placement in a resolution. Thank you. Councilwoman Robertson. Council. I'll try to be brief um, and I appreciate you all reaffirming the commitment that had been made as it relates to the affordable housing. Um, single subject, I don't think that we have spent more time over the last year talking about housing more than any other subject necessarily uh, before the city and the challenge that we face from homelessness uh, through providing decent housing, from looking at redevelopment of our public housing communities. Um, you know, a lot of our issues that we deal with in the city are all, all centered around the inability of us to provide decent, affordable, inclusive housing opportunities for families in the city of Richmond. And we have invested a lot of money, a lot of time. We have plans. It's not, it's not a, you know, we don't know where we're going. We've invested in the homeless plan. We've invested in the housing policy plan. And um, I have not pursued and insisted that we find cuts in this budget for affordable housing because we have agreed that we are going to use the ARP as a means of addressing affordable housing. If that's not a solid commitment, then Thursday we will spend time finding $7 million cut in this budget because I am willing to work with the administration, with the city council, as we agreed. And I think it's a responsible thing to do. Um, but I'm certainly doing it with the confidence that the commitments that are being made are serious. Thank you. Thank you, Councilwoman Robertson. Um, with that, Mr. Eckelberger, are there any other um, items relative to this? Uh, no, ma'am, I just need to get consensus that these text amendments are, are okay with council so that I can start working with the city attorney on them. Members, um, I would like to ask with the provisos that have been shared um, if we have consensus to accept the amendments that have been reviewed by uh, Mr. Eckelberger and our uh, city attorney, 
Uh, and if I could see hands, please. If everybody could weigh in. We have consensus, um, Mr. Eckelberger, on these items. Thank you. Um, what I would suggest we do now is one small housekeeping measure left over from last night. There was some confusion as to the amount of money that was necessary for the uh, special fund budget for the housing department. And so what I did is I got back together with Jay Brown this morning and then I put together this worksheet. It shows you that community development block grant, there would be an additional 144,131. The HOPWA uh, grant from the federal government is an additional 104,115 for a total of 248, uh, 246. Um, the notification from the federal government that this money would be available for FY22 was received after the budget was introduced. It has no impact at all on your general fund budget. And the amendments are set out below ordinance 2021-041. You would simply strike the total of 118.3 million and put 118.5. That's an increase of the 248, 246. And then there's an attachment A, which if you go to actually look at the ordinance online, the attachment A is not there, but I had them send that to me. And on page one of that attachment A, following housing and community development, you would strike the current total of 19,952,094 and insert 20,200,340. And again, that's an increase of 248,246. So if council can give their approval to this, I will begin working with the city attorney to amend the special fund budget. Thank you, Mr. Eckelberger. Members, are there any questions at this time? Might I have consensus relative to uh, the, this amended item? If I could see hands, please. If everyone could weigh in either way. Thank you, uh, Mr. Eckelberger. We have consensus. Madam President, thank you. Um, that actually concludes my portion of this presentation. Uh, I have been almost entirely occupied with the operating budget. Um, so Samson Anderson has been the one putting together your amendments uh, into a spreadsheet for your re review. So at this point, I would suggest we turn it over to Samson, who will go over the amendments that he received uh, from you. Thank you, Mr. Eckelberger. And while Mr. Um, Anderson is pulling that up, Councilwoman Trammell, did you have a question? No, ma'am. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'll take it in. Thank no you. No problem. Thank you. Okay. Can y'all see? Um, it's a very picturesque scene, but not uh, all right. budget doc. Let's try that again. Okay, how about if I do this? Can y'all see it now? Uh, still picturesque. Uh, no, Samson, but I not see the budget it. document. Oh, there it is. 
You need All to make right. it much bigger, Samson. Okay. All right, let Can me we... move this so y'all aren't looking at yourselves. And I can make it much bigger. That would be great. All right. First thing I want to do is this was sent a few times. The last time it was sent was at 2.39 today with an exclamation point. It's also attached to today's meeting, so hopefully you all have seen this. This first sheet, if you notice down here at the bottom, it says amend sources and spend, um, spend amend tabs. This amendment sheet, I'm going to zoom out real quick just to give you all an overview. This is just everything you all submitted for CIP. It's organized by a last name alphabetically your deductions first and then your spending, and then it has any explanation or description or history and, that y'all and your liaisons have provided. So if there's any detail like that um, that y'all are looking for, obviously council members can provide greater detail on their amendments. But just so you know, this is where what they wrote on their amendment request, I have transcribed that here. For y'all to have access to that. Um, this is a resource for y'all. This is what's been sent out. But today, as we go over everything, I broke it out into first the sources, because basically most of y'all's of y'all's deductions for the CIP came from the same pots of money. Um, so instead of Going by each individual deduction amendment, it made sense to just look at the pots of money and, and what was available there, um, especially as to not double dip to the point that you used up all of those funds. And then once you all kind of come to a co cohesive consensus on your deductions and you know how much money you all are going to be utilizing for CIP, we will go over here to this spreadsheet, which has all of y'all's uh, CIP amendments that actually spend funds organized by whether or not it's transportation related or parks related. And within that, it is done by, again, alphabetical order. Um, and I, we will get to this. This is the goal of what we're going to get to. Um, I'd like to first go over the sources, the source of y'all's funding that y'all have been looking at. And if y'all will humor me a little bit, I have uh, a suggestion for y'all that y'all can listen to, ignore, what have you, but um, I wanted to give y'all something of a suggestion instead of just going, here's what y'all asked for and did. All right, everybody, have at it. Um, so first, I wanted to go over, most of y'all asked for... Mr. General Mr. Anderson, could you enlarge this uh, spreadsheet? Yes, ma'am. My apologies. I forgot to do no that. Problem. Here we go. Madam Chair. Councilwoman Robertson. Uh, I, have I don't one. see your hand. I, uh, that's me. Yeah. OK. Um, I'm sure that the suggestion that we are about to hear have been previously sent to us. Um, I want to caution us um, to not do the same thing that we somewhat did for the general fund budget. Council members have spent a significant amount of time putting in requests for amendments. And I realize that many of those amendments we may agree to or we may not agree to. 
one of the things that I think that was expressed clearly by the council members, uh, by us all, uh, as it relates to our amendments, is that we want to see that our amendments have been acknowledged and that we will make a decision based on those amendments that we have introduced being taken into consideration. And I, I have no idea, I'll be honest, if, if I received this as of last night after a long day with budget, I did not have time to spend on that. Today, I've been in meetings up until this moment that we got back on. And I do not want, uh, if this suggestion is a means by which of getting us to what is perceived as our overall outcome desire, whereas I appreciate that, I want to be cautious and concerned that we are not circumventing uh, with good intentions of getting us to a closing place first um, with a staff recommendation I don't know. Maybe you have seen this, Madam Chair, and you support that. Uh, it would be good to know if that's the case. Um, um, I have seen this, and I support the discussion. I can – no, ma'am. There's not been any agreement. I just reviewed what was going to be presented today. That's it. And on that prior page, Mr. Anderson has every single – so there's not been any um, balancing. There's not anything. But the prior page that you, well, the prior, the one that you have the two categories, but everybody's um, amendment requests. And maybe we can, um, Councilwoman Robertson, it may be helpful. So if you'd like and members would like to see that your requests are here, number one, um, there's nothing that's been taken off the table. All of these items are being um, reviewed and considered in how we could get to funding of them. So no, there no agreements, no uh, balancing. I mean, I certainly reviewed it so I could understand where we were going and be clear about what was requested, but no, there's not been any. And so it, this is that original work process and, and uh, session. So certainly if we're not concluded today, would go and try to sit with staff to make sure we can get as many of these items or preferably all of them uh, uh, funded through the proposed decreases. So what's your pleasure, folks? We can go through what people have put in and then go back over to look at the um, funding areas and what's been recommended by staff, um, et cetera. Is there a preference? It, if I may, um, it yes, is Anderson. my hope to review both this page and okay. this page so that to make sure that everybody's understanding and on the same page and there isn't any confusion. And after that, it was my intention to, if y'all wanted a suggestion, I can give that to you. If you don't, it's y'all's pleasure. Okay. I serve okay. y'all's pleasure. And this was last sent um, this afternoon as well, but I can so, resend it if, if anybody wishes. Okay, so Mr. Anderson, um, why don't you proceed with the review and the recommendations here, and then we'll go immediate to the next page so we know how much money we have and we're working with, and we'll go to the next page in terms of the requests and how we can get to GOAL, both G-O-A-L and G-O-L-D. So if you would proceed. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Most people, when you all submitted your CIP request, 
um, we're asking for cash to capital. So what I've done here, this is all of the cash that is in the CIP for this year. What I've highlighted, as you can see in these boxes, the boxes in bold are where there's been an amendment to utilize funds. But y'all haven't specifically said we want to use, let's say, $100,000 in this specific line. What y'all did is you said you wanted to use the general fund cash that's in CIP. That is these sources right here. What I then did is I highlighted this in City Hall, this piece, because you have City Hall, major building maintenance, school capital maintenance, and the John Marshall Courts building. These are the ones that utilize cash this year. When you have conferred with Bill and I and we have suggested using cash from this year, we are usually referring to this line item here and using about a million of it and leaving the remainder, 1.1 million, 1 .1 million for City Hall. That's been our suggestion, so I wanted to clarify that. Now, obviously, it is whatever you all want to do. This is the cash. I just wanted to clarify that so that people understood the delineation between the conversations that they've had with us and the spreadsheet. But y'all have asked to utilize this money for cash. Some have asked to utilize funds from City Hall Room 101 and 103, which is a go bond of that amount, and City Hall Security Enhancements, which is a go bond of this amount. The other thing is, as we've now are abundantly aware is that vehicle replacement is both operating and capital. Um, we have discussed with y'all using the growth amount of vehicle replacement. So this is how much money is in vehicle replacement for CIP this year. It is entirely go bonds or geo bonds. When we've advised y'all, we are referring to this two million. And in some instances, Bill has advised using only one million of the growth from previous years of the GO bond. This has also been an amendment to use one million of the funds for the Southside Regional Parking Community Center. There is an amendment for that. So this is showing y'all what your amendments are pulling from because y'all were basically all dipping into similar pots for the most part. So I wanted to lay it out this way instead of – have a list of everybody's cash amendments because ultimately this is what you're working with. Yes, ma'am. So based on your and Mr. Eckelberger's review of these categories, what is the total amount from each of these categories that you are suggesting that we would consider to accomplish our uh, amendments? Our suggestion would be I'm going to give you two numbers. One is everything in orange, and one is if you just take one million out of the this, and if you only take one million out of this. Okay, so I'm going to calculate that for y'all right now, and y'all can see me do that and hopefully follow the um, equation. So we're going to sum that this, this, and this. That's how much you that y'all would be asking for. Now, if you did the Lesser amount where you only utilize this amount and this amount from City Hall Rooms 101 and 103 and Security Enhancements and then only took a million from the vehicle replacement growth and only one million from the City Hall, that is the amount that you would end up with. Okay. So, so based on – 
No, so go based on, on the recommendations that y'all have asked from us in, in individual conversations with us, this is kind of the range that we've been looking at for y'all with our recommendations. But again, everything in these boxes is what y'all have an amendment to address. But these are this is kind of the range you're looking at if you want to connect the dots between the spreadsheets we're looking at and the conversations y'all have had with us. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I have questions. But that's uh, just to answer your question. Yes. Did you complete your for this page that Mr. Uh, Anderson? Yes. Okay, so I'll take yes. questions now. So Councilwoman Robertson and then Councilman Jones. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, when I looked at these public these amendments, um, and maybe it'll show up in a different format. Um, when I looked at the spreadsheet, I had asked that we get some analysis and consideration of amendment as it relates to the funding that is in the budget for Rich and Public Schools CIP, uh, advancing those some years forward. Um, when it showed up on the spreadsheet that I looked at, it seems to have been on the same line uh, as another amendment, and it seems not to have been addressed. And I'm not sure if that's because of a lack of clarity or whether or not it's showing up somewhere else as an amendment request for the CIP. That's my first question for clarification. My second is that it would probably be extremely helpful if the staff is making recommendations to us that are different from the amendment that we requested, why they are making that amendment, um, and if their recommendation is is to support the debt service that the capital improvement budget can carry in any given year as the reason why they're making recommendations for those reductions. I'd really like to understand their reasons for sure. their recommendations. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Anderson, can you address Councilwoman uh, Vice yes, Chair? Okay, thank you. Um, the text amendment, the, the amendments for CIP this year, um, it was a bit of a learning experience for some people and for other people. Some people were very detailed. Some people were big picture. And we were advised to accept all of the amendments um, with whatever detail they were able to provide to us. So a lot of members have asked for cash, just the cash that's in the CIP budget. Um, because they've been told there's cash in the CIP budget and the people that told them were cash in the CIP budget was Bill and I. So their amendment specifically would ask for cash. So I wanted to show this is the cash, but here's what's been asked. Now, yes, some members ask for our advice and some members don't. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that there isn't any confusion between the conversations that some people have chosen to have with us and what's being represented in this chart. Um, we are have been available to all nine of y'all this whole process. Some of y'all ask us questions, some of y'all don't, and that's all well and good. I'm just trying to mitigate any confusion. Now, to your initial question about school funding as an amendment, um, 
I do not know of there being an amendment from your office regarding school funding. I have received a group of text amendments from Mr. Floyd, and then I've received a follow-up email regarding your CIP requests. Um, if there is something else, I apologize. I did not receive it. Um, and I will more than happy to reach out to your office, to Mr. Floyd, to make sure that um, that is rectified. Um, my goal for today is to walk you all through this and give you all the time to review it and talk amongst yourselves um, because, again, this is – for some, this is new for some of y'all, and for some of y'all, it, it's not as new, but it does only happen once a year, and I wanted to give y'all time to kind of process the big picture and hopefully as, as, as y'all staff be able to coalesce all of your amendments into this cohesive image for y'all to process is my intention. Um, and again, this is my first year doing this, so if I, if I miss the mark a bit, I apologize, but – that is my hope, but I will be in touch with Mr. Floyd at the end of this meeting for um, that amendment because it is not something that crossed my desk. But as as y'all are aware, this has been a very interesting budget year for us. We are uh, an undermanned than we typically are. Does that adequately address those two questions for you, Ms. Robertson, Vice President Robertson? Um. I appreciate the work that you all are doing and have done and the recommendations that you make. Um, I understand and have been doing this work now for 17 years on city council, so I am familiar with cash versus bio bonds. The amendment that I'm uh, making reference to as it relates to schools, I will speak to uh, Tavares. Uh, it did show up on the amendment uh, uh, list that was sent to us earlier. So I know that some information has been transferred, but the way, that it, showed, the way that it showed up suggested to me that there may not have been the level of clarity that may have been needed in the process. So I will, I will look back at that um, and I will speak. I will give you a call, Mr. Anderson, in regards to that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate it. The two I've highlighted here are the only school-related ones I received from your office. Okay. For re future reference. Thank you. Um, Councilman Jones? Yes, ma'am. Uh, ma Madam President, um, just, just real quick, Samson, just trying to work with all the information uh, that's here. Uh, ba basic, two, 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 one question in a statement. What what's the total amount of decreases and the total need? Uh, 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 well, what, what, what's the total ask that? Hey, here, here, here's the cause of all the amendments that have been proposed. And then what's what's that actual need and, and, and what monies are there? Just trying to reconcile the two. Yes, sir. Um, that's actually what I'm getting to next. And there's a slight uh, detail about why there's two sets of numbers for the different asks. Um, I can go ahead and ask that if it is the pleasure to cancel, but I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of getting there in a moment, if that's okay. That is literally the next thing I'm going to do. Well, I'll tell so, you what, I'll hold my question, Madam President, until, until, 
But left. is there something about this you, sheet Councilman that Jen. I can help you with? Because well, I'm still just trying to reconcile everything. I'm trying to understand typically mm-hmm. what, what are the proposed cuts? Yes. Right? What, what what is that amount? What what are we what what are we looking to do? What is it that we're proposing? Like for me, complete streets, that's five hundred thousand, right? Yes. And so as we total all of those, I, I guess that's the seven point three million. Am I answering yep. my own question now? Um well if someone else has any questions about the sources page, I will happily walk through the next page. So if y'all can see can, this, this is the um, what y'all you, asked for. Can you enlarge that, Mr. Anderson? Yes. Is this big enough? We can do one at a time then. Uh, well, if you enlarge it and just uh, have us have at least the um, first one, two, three, yes. four, five columns, mm-hmm. we can hold on the notes perhaps and get to Mr. Jones's. Yes. Okay. So. Here's transportation. Everything here pertains to transportation in some way or form. I was notified this afternoon that this amendment has been withdrawn, which is why it's crossed out and it is no longer a part of the equation for this summation. Okay. Um, as I discussed with Newble, this is her amendment request. This is an entirely streets. But it's a lot of what we called, at least when I worked at DOT in Florida, called street streetscaping, where you have the median and the trees and you make the, you know, the roads not only functional, but um, not the most depressing thing you've ever seen in the world and stuff like that. So I put that over here in transportation instead of parks because pretty much everything falls under transportation or parks. And I felt like putting it somewhere else would have inadvertently highlighted it even further. But Ms. Newble has a comment about this. Sure. Mr. Anderson, I want to be clear. This is not um, um, simply beautification of streets. This really is about the infrastructure, the infrastructure um, and construction that's the next phase for our Creighton public housing community. And so it yes, certainly ma'am. covers streets, but it's sewer and storm drain, you know, yes, all those ma'am. kinds of things. So it's not and I'm fine with you leaving it here. Uh, for the purpose of this discussion, but it's um, much bro- it's much broader undertaking yes, for our Creighton community. Yes, ma'am. That's what I meant to allude to. My apologies. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Councilwoman Robertson. Yes. Um, if 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 we could just free hold the screen, uh, Mr. Anderson. For and maybe second. we can just go through each. Would that be helpful, Councilwoman Robinson? I just I want to give an explanation to my concern as it relates to the amendments regarding schools. Um, so you have here a, the item number eight, Mr. Anderson. Yes, ma'am. And I think this is where the confusion arises. Okay. There was two separate amendments. One was for the new school construction to be advanced to FY 22-23. Period. Okay. Sidewalks for Green Park neighborhood was at the two hundred thousand dollars. That's where the error, All right. the misunderstanding exists. So, um, okay. yeah. I was yeah. transcribing yeah. this I mean, off of an email and not yeah, a form, so I apologize. Like I said, when I looked at it, I instantly thought, well, something's not right here. But I, I and that's that's where the misunderstanding is. Okay. And that that probably was an error on our part, how we submitted it, the reason why it wasn't captured as it should have been. But um, okay. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate that. My Thank apologies. You. No problem, no. These things happen. That's why we all work together. Yes. Um, so, just in summation, um, this is transportation. This is the, the sum of that request of there. Then you have p- things pertaining to parks and playgrounds, community centers, and this is the summation of that total there. And then I have the totals again here, but you notice there's a, there's a difference. This number matches this number, but this number doesn't match that number. And that is because, um, and I'll let President Newbel address the difference of why there's potentiality of alternative funding for this amount. Um, and I'm going to suggest that because it addresses Councilman Jones's request about the totals and I wanted to be clear why there was two separate amounts for the transportation summation if that is acceptable. Yes, Mr. Anderson uh, is referring to the 4.708 uh, uh, million for Creighton Court transformation and I am willing to have further conversation to confirm but it must be a firm commitment and confirmation of the fact, and I've been told, but I, I really want to uh, double check that ARP funds could be utilized for this purpose. I want to revisit that um, with the administration and everyone else who has uh, a best read in terms of ARP uh, funding and a commitment relative to uh, that dollar amount uh, before removing it. Mr. Anderson, that's that's all I have with that one. Thank you, President. Well, I appreciate that. And, and could you hold one second? Um, Councilman Jones had his hand. No, he's absolutely. good. Are you? Councilman you're, Jones, I, you're muted probably on your mic. Sir. Yeah, I am. I, I'll save my comments for later as it relates to ARP and all those fun things. OK. okay. Thank you. That is my um, basic walkthrough with y'all, so y'all understand what this um, what this is showing y'all. Um, I will be in touch again uh, with Councilwoman Vice President uh, Robertson and her office about uh, adding this amount and clarifying that. So I do anticipate further change to this sheet in the next day. Um, but I wanted to make sure I got through that to uh, before letting y'all kind of sit with this and work through this and have discussions. Um, obviously, we can go through each one if y'all would like or if y'all would like, because there is an explanation for most of these um, to discuss this amongst yourselves later. This is obviously all whatever is your pleasure. Um, but um, if there's anything that I can do to assist y'all at this time to um, make these decisions and have these conversations, please let me know. Okay, so members and Councilman Jones, are you, is your hand up or left up from before? No, no, it's still up to ask a question. Okay, please. And then we can go through each of these items as Mr. Uh, as Mr. Um, Anderson has suggested. So yes, please. And, and just, just, just real quick. So, so roughly, Samson, uh, we're looking at 10.1 mil, 10.2 mil, basically on, on when, when you when you total that up, just leaving the 7.1, 7.2, 7.3, 7.4, 7.5, 7.6, 7.7, 7.8, 7.9, 7.10, 7.11, 7.12, 7.13, 7.14, 7.15, 7.16,
and 3.3, 3, 7.4 mil, 7.5. Reduce some of this and this. Yes. If you don't do any ARP uh, transfers right. for Crate and Court, that's how much it is. And so that means we need to now. And, and then and the sources on the other side, this is what we recommended. Obviously, that is not the total of everything in every box. But where we are, typically in years past, we had to balance our own ask that if if I if I had a request of five hundred thousand um, that I wanted to go towards a particular project, I needed to find uh, a five hundred dollar five hundred thousand dollar deduction somewhere within CIP. Did we not do that this year, or did I miss some memo? Um, to clarify that. Y'all needed to be able to balance out your amendments, correct? So if y'all weren't providing negative amounts to balance it out, true. But it's not if we pass your cut, that's like money in the pot. You still need separate five votes to decide how to spend that money. I and understand. What's I happened, follow you there, but, but we yeah, should have roughly $10 million dollars in – and suggested decreases, correct? The reason is because y'all kept cutting the same things. That's why I laid it out like this. Instead of line item of, you know, here's Jones's cut. Here's uh, but that's still Jordan's a little, little disingenuous because on the because other side, you listed out everyone's decrease no matter where it came from. What I'm saying is everyone's decrease came from these pots. Um, Mr. So Anderson. Um, multiple people are wanting to take money from here. But it would be great to know who's taking what from where, who's making those suggestions. That's all I'm saying. Here you go. They're right. all the red numbers on this front page. Great. All right. Thank you. That's that's everything's there. The raw data is on this amend tab. This is exactly the information that I received from people. Cool. That, that, that's and all I was asking. Nothing. Okay, cool. Sorry. All right. Anybody else have any questions they have for me this evening? Is there anything you want me to explain to scroll through? Or are y'all ready to kind of like sit with this, let it stew for a bit, and and then come back and have a conversation? Um, Yes. Mr. Anderson, um, just – I'm just wanting to be clear that the $4,708 that I put in, I did have a source for. So, and I'm not sure if I'm seeing it there. That was not ARP, but I was willing to have consideration if that was something, but that I did identify a source of funding for that. Okay. And then uh, Councilwoman Trammell. Madam President, um, I'll have a conversation with you after this. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Members, at this point, um, if you have all the information relative to the requests that have been put in and uh, the areas of proposed cuts, um, if you would like, we can um, adjourn at this point this work session with an eye towards returning on Thursday uh, at four to complete uh, this task. Madam Chair. Councilwoman Robertson, Vice President. Yes. 
please remind me uh, of the timeline that we are working with to finalize um, Thursday this week. Yes. And Mr. Eckelberger or Mr. Brown, if you want to weigh in on that, please let me know. But we're at the we're at the wire here. Um, Madam Madam President, I can tell you that with regard to the general fund and special fund budgets, we're ready to start working with the city attorney and have already made plans to do that beginning tomorrow. Uh, with regard to how long it's going to take the city attorney to turn all this around, I'd have to defer to Haskell Brown. And the shorter answer is I don't know yet. Uh, I hope to gain a little more clarity on that when we meet with Bill tomorrow. Okay, Councilwoman Jordan, I'm sorry. Thank you, uh, Madam President. Um, Councilwoman Jordan, can you turn your mic up a little bit? Oh, I wish it worked. I'll just shout. No, no, um, no. It actually went up just now, whatever you did. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Is there appetite uh, at council to keep going for a bit longer? I feel like I'm um, just nervous about waiting until Thursday. Sure. We have scheduled. I, I'm, I'm with you, um, Councilwoman Jordan. I'm, I was just trying to be uh, respectful of people's times. But I believe we had clocked in for six to go at least until six, and then um, we could at least go through each of the um, proposed um, amendments, Ms. Anderson, because that was one of the things that you referenced in terms of each. Yes, I can go through um, all the recommend, all of the amendments. I can use this sheet or this sheet, whichever one's easiest for y'all. I think what, whichever is easier for you is, is fine because this is what we would be going home to go through to try to see what from where, et cetera. Okay. Um, so unless y'all have a preference, um, I see a hand up. Is that leftover from before? Councilwoman Jordan? No, that, that was leftover. So okay. I, I'm, I'm Councilwoman Jordan and other members. I'm more than willing to work um, as late as we would like, but I suspect most people have clocked in at least until six. Um, and so, if we can do that and go on and go through these, this that would be great, since we have that um, time earmark. And thank you for that, M Madam President. Were we earmarked for five or for six? Okay, my calendar. Okay. And Madam Clerk, you can tell me, but my calendar, I don't think I added an extra hour, but I had us um, calendared through uh, six. Madam Clerk or Mr. Clerk, could you give me? Madam President, this is Deputy City Clerk R.J. Warren. We weren't necessarily provided an end time for this oh. work session. We just okay. um, placed uh, uh, six as a... As a, as a time uh, being for this meeting. Perfect. Okay. So members, if we could at least go through this next table, agree to go through this in total, and then when we come back, we'd have full understanding of what's been proposed for amendment and what the amounts are, et cetera, and then could come back better prepared uh, to make hard decisions. And Madam President, if I could just just for just for sake of of planning and just 
basic sanity that we do have. Uh, if, if there is an end time that we specifically state that because in my, just on my calendar, I, I have slated from three to five. I'm sorry. I had three to six, but I was willing to. I understand. I'm, yes. I'm just saying that, that, I that clerk gives us a starting end time if we need to go over or if it's just open session, that's helpful. Thank you. I will make sure that we attend to that, Councilman Jones. Mr. Anderson. Yes, ma'am. If you would um, walk us through. Yes, ma'am. So, 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 but, but hold on. Are we going until six? Or we going yes, we, we would go until six if all members are uh, able to do that. I would Depending like to. Go, sorry. Yeah, I would like to go in and go through six because then we will have reviewed all the amendments. We're not trying to, and if there are any questions, et cetera, we could get those answered and come back prepared to um, be in a decision mode. So I don't see any objections to that at this point. So if we could proceed, that would be great. All right. So this year is the beginning of Complete Streets, which it is my understanding is an initiative that originated from city council um, where instead of having individual line items for different transportation projects throughout the city, you could, you know, if you were doing, let's say, crosswalks at an intersection, you could go ahead and do the storm gutters, etc. Um, the issue being uh, efficiency and uh, cost savings as part of the idea, as well as focusing on everything that can be done at an intersection or a street to make it um, safe for pedestrians as well as vehicled individuals and anybody on bikes, etc. like that. So I touch on that because it comes up in this transportation category. The plus side is the flexibility and the completeness of projects and um, the fact that you can kind of start on one side of the road and keep going until it's done instead of piecemeal throughout the city or to various districts. The downside, as we've learned this year as a collective, is that especially since this is the first year, the city, the administration hasn't been able to give us line items of what exactly complete streets will do this year as far as, yes, it will cover crosswalks and sidewalks and, and gutters and storm drains and roads and paving, but we don't know which intersections, which roads, which light signals will be taken care of, where are road signs going up, etc. Um, we don't have an answer for that. Um, so these first two actually work with Complete Streets. Jones has an amendment for $500,000 to add money to the Complete Streets. Uh, but specifically for speed tables to make sure that speed tables are funded. Speed tables are something that is covered within the complete streets paradigm, but he's wanting to target specifically speed tables with those funds. Jordan, after that, has one to just fund complete streets at further $250,000. Lynch has $250,000 set aside for left-hand traffic control signal, and I believe that is at a specific intersection. Uh, 
definitely within her district, if I'm not mistaken, but at a Pacific intersection. Uh, next is 400,000 for curbs and gutters, specifically in Swansboro and Swansboro West. Then we have the Carrington Street cobblestone and sidewalks. That is an older street, obviously, with the cobblestones and making that uh, safe for vehicles as well as pedestrian and cyclists, etc., as well at 500,000. And that is from North 20th to North 24th Street. Then there's the Creighton Court transformation, which we've talked about. Storm drains, gutters, sidewalks, road paving, and I believe trees are included. Um, and then we have from Robertson, guardrails in the Hen- Richmond, Henrico. Um, there's a specific road that that references that I'm blanking on because I'm still pretty new to the city. I apologize. Turnpike. Turnpike, yes, thank you. Yeah, turnpike, I apologize. Yeah. Let me add that since. There are sidewalks needed in Green Park. Sorry, the turnpike was 300,000. Sidewalks in Green Park is 200,000. And then a school crossing enhancement at Overby Shepherd for 76,000. And that is what brings us to this total for transportation, um, which tracks most of y'all's concerns and CIP requests typically are transportation based. And unsurprisingly, what is in transportation tends to be in parks, which brings us to our next section. Um, Jordan has an amendment for two hundred and fifty thousand uh, for additional green space in Scott's Edition, and then a nine hundred thousand for the James River Park infrastructure. Lynch has six hundred thousand requested for the lakes at Bird Park. 56000 for Carter-Jones slash Fonticello Park. I apologize if I mispronounce that. And then we have 225000 for the Grayland Tot Lot and 110000 for the Ruger Playground. That's all by Lynch. And then Robertson has an amendment for 300000 for the Ann Hardy Plaza and 150000 for Hillside Court. My understanding for Hillside Court, that is a sprinkler system that broke by the playground. Um, but Robertson, I uh, can correct me if I'm wrong or add any comments that she would like. And then there is uh, 800000 for the community center enhancements at Hickory Hill by Trammell. And that brings the park's total to 3391000 Okay, any questions or comments, members, at this point? And obviously, I'm still unaware of the the funds requested for the new school construction advance. Okay. Okay. Um, Mr. Anderson? Yes, ma'am. So we would be going back over... Right now, what would be needed? So, are you wanting to look at this sheet or this sheet? The sources? Well, go back if you would go back to the prior sheet. This one? Yeah, so that total that you have down there for. This is without. Um, 
the 4.7 court because we would think about doing that for ARP. Okay, and so then, so what would be the total amount? The total amount is seven million one hundred eighty-four thousand. Okay, I'm asking. I guess I'm asking for the total amount across uh, parks and uh, transportation. First of all, just as it is um, proposed by members. So this is the total with Creighton Court. Let me actually move this down and then we'll do total and this. Oh, um, these two. So that's the difference. Okay, so five million eight sixty seven. And then from the prior page, we had up to five million and something. Is that correct? As one option, yeah, five. Yes. And then the other is thirty-two fifty. Okay. Yes. Now you. this five million option is putting everything in orange down to zero. Right. Okay. The smaller option is taking only one million out of this cell and only one million out of this cell. So right. only one million out of City Hall and only one million out of the growth for a vehicle replacement in the CIP. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Anderson. Um, at this moment, uh, Mr. Saunders. Mr. Saunders, you're muted. Sorry about that. Um, Madam President, when would be appropriate for the administration to kind of kind of respond, particularly, you know, starting in the transportation section um, with our feedback related to the, the complete streets items? Um, That's something you'd ready, like to hear at this point? We would point be or? ready now, yes. Okay. All right. I'd like because to ask We're looking for, to make decisions uh, on Thursday. If Director Vincent could speak to that, that would be much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, good afternoon, Council. Bobby Vincent, Director of Public Works. Um, I certainly see you all's um, desires um, throughout the city, uh, particularly throughout your um, council districts. One thing that I would like to ask of Council is that the Department of Public Works, as well as um, fire and police, have been working um, hand in hand with each one of you with regards to your requests. Um, over the past several years. And one thing that I would like to do is to continue to be able to um, kind of work on these things through a Vision Zero perspective, as well as through our paving um, program. Um, I think each and every one of you have seen traffic calming going in, in, in and throughout your districts um, in a planned and an appropriate way. Um, so I would like for us to be cautious uh, with regards to um, designing things or, you know, informing the administration of exactly where things need to be, because for many of these items, um, they have to be planned and they have to be scheduled and they have to be coordinated. And if we have these dollars, what I don't want is for money to be sitting and not to be utilized because it has not been coordinated. Um, so I, I wanted to put that out there. And if you all are willing to work with um, the Department of Public Works, as well as our Vision Zero Task Force, inclusive of fire and police, 
um, many, many, if not all of these, um, with the exception of maybe a few, would be able to be accomplished through our normal practices. Okay, so, Mr. Vincent, yes, uh, I'll go, yes, go first, um, Vice President, yes. So, um, I, I guess what I would ask, uh, Mr. Vincent, thank you very much for weighing in on this uh, and the work that you do uh, throughout the city um, is greatly appreciated. And, yes, we do see significant evidence of your work, um, and it has and is making quite a difference. Of these uh, items that I hear, is it possible to tell us which one of these would be incorporated and some sense of timeline that fits into your programming? Uh, because I'm sure most of these things are in some ways or the other on your agenda. Um, that would be very helpful for us in, in being able to make a decision as to whether or not we would need to put additional funds in or move funds uh, to this FY year based on your programming, if you could give us some indication as to what is likely already incorporated into your programming when we, we see this um, actually plan in your uh, schedule of activities or yes, I would say that anything dealing with um, um, speed tables or, or traffic calming um, can certainly be done in, in coordination with our paving um, program. Um, anything dealing with um, sidewalks right now, we can take a, a good hard look at those items as well. It's not a big ask that you all have here um, for, for sidewalks based upon what we have coming up for sidewalks um, in fiscal year um, 22. Um, curb and gutter is a tad bit of a, of a more tricky um, um, situation. Um, the Carrington Street cobblestone and sidewalk project, we can certainly work um, with you all pertaining to the sidewalks. Cobblestones, um, I don't think we get our bang for our buck, to be quite honest, in certain areas. I, I want to be as honest with you as possible. When we pay, we pay for about $12 per square yard. Cobblestones are about $250 a square yard. Um, so you're looking at a block versus a mile of, of paving um, for a street. So I think our cobblestones need to be reserved for um, districts that are privy to cobblestones, neighborhoods where we are, in fact, trying to um, create economic development and not just a, a pretty street uh, with normal residency um, um, being on it. Um, and uh, Mr. Vincent, yes, just as a point there, that street already is cobblestone. Yes, so this is not installing. This is repairing uh, the cobblestones uh, and the indentation and the wear and like that. So this isn't creating a new cobblestoned street. Right. It already is. Yes, ma'am. And the, and the cost is the same. Um, the cost would still be about $250 uh, per square yard. And um, I would like to work with those residents to see if, in fact, they were willing to see those cobblestones go away and have a paved street. Um, I think at the end of the day, people want to ride comfortably. Um, I don't know if cobblestones on a street bring about additional value um, to um, properties um, unless they're in an economic development area. And most of the time in many parts of our country, those streets are, are sometimes even closed to through traffic or they are reserved um, for, for, for festivals and things of that nature. So I would like to work with the, with the people on Carrington in terms of getting um, some of the vacant lots 
um, and things over that over there um, taken care of. Um, but I'm just not certain if cobble, if the replacement or restoration of cobblestone streets would be the best bang for for our buck there. Um, I think the Creighton Court transformation, I think that's another um, entirely different um, situation that we certainly would have to to view that separately from um, the other items that's on this um, that's on this list. And last but not least, my apologies, the school crossing enhancement at Overby Shepherd. That's something that we can certainly take care of uh, within our normal um, CIP and or O&M duties within the city. Thank you, Mr. Benson. If you would, um, we have questions, Councilman Jones and then Councilwoman Jordan. Councilman Jones. Uh, there we go. I'm sorry. Okay. I pushed my own button there. Um, <laughs> Uh, I really want to say something in, as, as it relates to equity. Um, we know that the South Side is has been undersourced, under-resourced, um, and the, the needs are greater in, in, in and on the South Side as it relates to infrastructure all across the board. And I believe the process that we're implementing right here removes that type of equity. Because again, we, we have major thoroughfares, uh, uh, within the ninth district that curb and gutters we don't have. And we're not talking about in neighborhoods. We're talking about Hall Street. We're talking about major areas in the ninth district. My, my greatest concern, uh, uh, Madam President, everything listed on here is, is a viable need. But again, you even talk about an equity lens. What should come first? What should be funded first? And if we just do this, then that means I should put every street that I that I have this need on every community center that I have need of to be to be built to put it in through this process. And so my question is, how do we put an equity lens, an equity lens on what we're doing right here? Because everything that I see right here is not equitable. Even my ask for the speed tables, I didn't say speed tables just in the ninth. I just said, hey, citywide um, and, and, and things of that nature. We need to get more money to the south side for, uh, uh, you know, for, for the completion of, uh, uh, of community centers. We're talking about reducing crime and all these different things. You know, we, we shouldn't have to split hairs on where a million dollars is going between, you know, community centers on the south side put money so we can get both of them done at the same time and so my concern is our process in my opinion removes equity rather than looking at everything from an equity lens thank you mr jones i, I certainly do hear the comment let me take other comments and then i'll come back councilwoman jordan councilwoman trammell vice president robertson Thank you and um, appreciate the comments. I just wanted to quickly put a, a plug in for, you know, repairing cobblestone streets wherever they exist in the city because they are a natural traffic calming measure. They really slow folks down. So sorry, I just wanted to, because it was called out. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Councilwoman Trammell. Madam President, um, I agree with my colleague, Councilman Michael Jones. It's like every year we go through this that we promise that we're promised different things and that this is going to happen, that's going to happen. It doesn't. And also, the $800,000 for my Hickory Hill Community Center, I want 
not going to go into it. But anyway, I want to find a way right now how I can take at least $800,000 and or a million dollars because I know that it was out there for almost like eight months that the governor had said that he was going to give a million dollars for the Jefferson Davis corridor. It is now called Richmond Highway, and I want that governor or the mayor to get with him and find out where that million dollars is and give it to me or give it to the mayor so we can clean up the Jefferson Davis corridor. The start there. Um, we have conversation, conversation. I'm sick and tired of people saying, look at the trash, look at the filth. They are people. They are black and brown people, and I'm sick and tired of people calling them filthy people, this and that. It is wrong. They are human. They can't afford a $300,000 hearse or a $100,000 hearse or maybe a $1,000 a month apartment. They are living over there across from the satellite in, in homes, in apartments, whatever. They need help. Let's help clean it up. Those mobile homes, help them. They are black and brown. We talk about black and brown. Let's help them. Mr. Governor, give us the million dollars that you were promising somebody when it was campaign time last year. Bring us the damn million dollars so we can help not only the Jefferson Davis corridor, but also on Broad Rock. I want Councilman Michael Jones to have some of the money, too, because he needs it over there just as well as I do in my district. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, um, Councilwoman Trammell. And um, Mr. Uh, Saunders, you're on. And maybe the item to which uh, Councilwoman uh, Trammell refers, if there is any information we can get from um, the General Assembly or the governor's office to determine the status of that commitment, that would be helpful if uh, you could um, by uh, our time that we meet on Thursday. That would be great. Um, Council uh, Vice President Robertson. Boy, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I want to go back to my question to Mr. Vincent uh, as relates to, and I appreciate his response, um, the questions in regards to these line items that we could get from the administration, which one of these um, items on the transportation, one through um, one through nine, I guess. Um, it seems like, I don't know why 10 has been drawn through, but uh, which one of those are already uh, incorporated into the work plan, uh, which means that monies are already appropriated for those things. I appreciate him being specific about the crossings at Overby Shepherd. I appreciate that very much. We have not in the last year, but prior to schools being closed for COVID, we have had children to actually be hit uh, by cars in this area. We've been working for years to try to get this area um, done differently. I appreciate those uh, stop little stop signs that you're putting in the middle of the street at crossings, which seems I think they work very effectively. Um, but if we could get some details on each, if any of these are already incorporated into the budget, into your work plan, with some expectation whether it's going to be done this year or next year, um, that would help me a lot in making a recommendation to uh, support these amendments or. Um, recognize that they've already been taken care of. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. 
Any other questions or comments at this point relative to the amendments that have been requested? Um, Councilwoman, did you want, Council President, I'm sorry, did you want me to respond to Councilwoman? I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Benson, absolutely. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and then I'll ask my question after. <laughs> no problem. Um, thank you all very much. Uh, first of all, um, I, I did want to indicate that, um, that thank you, Councilmember Jones. Uh, for mentioning um, about equality as well as equity. And as a part of our transportation um, presentation that we have coming to you all next Monday, um, you will see and have the opportunity to chime in to help uh, with guidance as well as a, a better understanding of how we are going about making certain that we are achieving um, these items in an in a equitable um, and an equal fashion throughout our city. Um, all of the items on this listing and with the exception of number four and number six, uh, we can do it. We can do uh, within the next fiscal year and a half. And the only reason why I say in a half is due to there may be some um, type of um, scheduling issues. Um, the My only question about number four is not a big ax in terms of the um, dollar value, um, but the only thing about areas where there's, we would have to look and see if there are areas that currently do not have curb and gutter then the installation of curb and gutter is quite expensive. For areas that there are currently curb and gutter and that curb and gutter just need replacing, that is something that we can take care of. So Councilwoman Lynch, I'm more than willing to have our staff work with you and your liaison as well as your citizenry in order to um, try to get a better understanding of that particular acts for the Swansboro and Swansboro West neighborhood. Um, I know that we paved one um, last year and we're looking at paving the other one um, in this upcoming fiscal year. Um, number six, obviously, uh, we talked about that, Council President Newbill, where that's something um, that, that's a larger act that we would need to take a look at more than likely through such a process that you all are going through now. All of the other items, um, Council Vice President Robinson, we would be able to work with um, within this fiscal year um, 22 that's coming up, as well as maybe some of them, as I indicated, will go into fiscal year 23. Thank you, Mr. Benson. Councilwoman Robertson. Thank you, Mr. Benson. Appreciate that. You're more than welcome. Okay. Uh, so I thought I saw your hand still up. So <laughs> Councilman Jones. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, ma'am. Um, and, and Mr. Benson, I appreciate you uh, recognizing um, the, the intent of my sentiment. Um, and, and, and I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Um, citizens on Southside can't walk um, basic streets, and we're not. Again, we're not talking. We're not talking about. Um, we're not talking about our neighborhoods. We're talking about major thoroughfares. Um, and this approach that we're employing right now, it, it, it's it's the my challenge with this is this approach is. We, we nickel and dime ourselves up to large numbers rather than, you know, a, a, an approach by which we fund the, 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 uh, the infrastructure along Hall Street, you know, a, along certain areas of our city that, that are sorely needed. There were promises made to the South Side when it was annexed that the city has yet to fulfill. And and no one else hears about them except, you know, maybe two or three of us, Reva, myself, maybe Ellen. 
Um, Absolutely, Ellen. Not no maybe. <laughs> well, I know I do. Every single day. Every Monday, I'm part of the annex area, and so I want you and Reba to understand, yeah, That's Ellen fair. is part of the That's annex fair. area. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, sister. But, but, but honestly, yes. honestly that, that, this is where, you know, as, as a group of nine, as much as we want things done individually in our district, and I'm there, trust me, I'm there. There are some basic things that should be done on the South side because it was promised back in 1973-74, and we have not done it yet. And our approach to the CIP will always delay it. And again, that's recognizing that everything up here is is necessary, it's needed, it's a desire. But it's some are more than desires, Mr. Jones. I have Madam to President, some are commitments, but Madam yes, President, please. You cut me off. You, you cut me I off. apologize, but none I of these things were based upon annexation back in 1970. That's again, correct. They're, they're, they're all needs. You, I will not argue that fact. But all I'm saying is with this praxis, we will never get to the large ticket number that it's going to take to fix South and it's not even to but, fix South Side. It is just to get us level with the rest of the city. And I so I, it, we have to at some point, whether it's the mayor, CAO, there has to be some concerted effort. Because again, six six of us don't hear anything about this. The other three of us, we hear about it all every time I go knock doors. It's the yes. one thing I hear. And most people don't even want to be bothered with what, what I'm talking about as it relates to what's going on in their neighborhood. They're like, you guys haven't even done what you promised back in 1970. Thank you. And, and I'm hearing that continuously. And so I, I don't know if it's going to take, you know, a resolution, an ordinance or something to say that these fixes will come. We already know it's 318 million to begin to mitigate flooding on the south side. And so when are we going to get at those numbers? We lay underwater when it drizzles. And so as a council, we have a responsibility to that. And I, I'm going to I'm going to step out. I concur, Mr. Jones, with your uh, statement there. Mr. Vincent, um, you said there is something coming for a presentation to us. Does it address the um, concerns and longstanding unaddressed um, items in the South Side that Mr. Jones and Councilwoman uh, Trammell and Ms. Robertson will address those items. That document, what you're you're muted, Mr. Vincent. Mr. Vincent. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. The equity, equality, <laughs> what you referenced uh, that was coming forth on Monday. Does yes, it address equity or apply an equity lens? to the issues that have been longstanding since annex. I, I don't know. You heard it with Mr. Uh, Jones, uh, uh, Vice President and uh, Councilwoman Trammell. Will it address these items? Yes, ma'am, it will. Everything with the okay. exception, everything with the exception of, of stormwater. Um, okay. Those are issues that 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 obviously um, is, is, is much more um, complex and much more expensive. Um, than some of the projects that we will, in fact, be taking care of and some of the other projects that we are, in fact, pursuing. But and, it will address uh, from an, an applying equity lens to those longstanding items. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. 
And I, and the point, and I apologize, Mr. Jones, relative to item number six, um, Creighton Court, uh, uh, our public housing transformation is a absolute commitment to our uh, uh, community and to families throughout the city as we've been working to transform our public housing communities. This commitment has been made uh, to uh, the, the, the families there. Um, it is a part of the effort that has begun um, in, uh, in the East End specific to that public housing community and is critical to its completion. And uh, so it is not, uh, while it does not go back as long, it's certainly our public housing communities, the state that they're in um, bears, I, I don't need to make the case. This is across our city that we're needing to address our public housing communities. So this is a critical uh, component towards the completion of that work, at least the next phase of it. So with that, I will go back um, and make sure we have no other questions for you, Mr. Vincent. I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that most of the items uh, will be covered in the uh, complete streets. And so we look forward to that follow-up discussion and uh, there, which then would have impact in terms of our uh, budget uh, um, decreases and recommendations. So thank you for that. And thank you for all that you do, sir. We appreciate thank that. Thank you very uh, much. I believe Mr. Saunders, are you on? And I'll take that and we'll look to uh, close out shortly. Mr. Saunders? Um, yes, thank you, uh, Dr. President Newbell. Um, I just, just wanted to add, you know, a, um, Agree with the comments and support of the work of, of Director Vincent and the Department of Public Works. I mean, um, and I appreciate very much the comments from Councilman Jones about um, the need to address our investments with a, with an equity lens. I do think that's something that Public Works has done a tremendous job of with our investments. Um, you know, the the incremental investments we've made, particularly in the paving area, where the the analysis around Street conditions has been the leading indicator for um, for that work plan. I will say that the investments um, that I believe are, are in this budget related to stormwater are going to make a big difference in our ability to fund and implement progress. Um, but we do need to take a true strategic and collaborative process to our capital budget and capital planning. Um, I, and, and I've said this a few times during our budget conversations this year, but it's why, um, you know, we would like to um, bring to city council um, an opportunity to begin our work on our capital budget and capital planning uh, in the fall rather than um, incorporating it into the um, budget season like we're doing now. Um, but to begin that work earlier this year in September and so that we can align our strategy, our um, equity lens uh, and our funding, you know, priorities uh, more concretely in our capital plan. Uh, thank you, Mr. Saunders. Um, with that, I would ask um, and follow up the um, items that have been referenced, if there is any additional information um, that can be provided. Uh, I think, I'm not sure, Mr. Vincent, were you going to provide something indicating that these reviewing and indicating that the items under transportation, I'm assuming except for item number six, would be uh, um, addressed in complete streets? 
Did I hear that correctly? That's correct, ma'am. Okay, so you'll provide us with that information. Can we have that tomorrow, by uh, the end of the day tomorrow? Now, the, the your ask is that I'm telling you where it would be done or how it okay, would. Okay, you're saying so. You're you're saying in this moment everything under transportation except for item number six uh, will be addressed in your complete streets um, work plan. That's correct. And okay. I have to talk then, to Councilmember Lynch about item number okay. four. Okay, so then we don't need anything else. You've already indicated that to us. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you. I'm, I thought you were misheard needing to go back to do something with that. Members, any further questions relative to that particular category, Mr. Vincent, while he's here? Okay, what about any additional, I guess we would have to have parks and recreation aboard. We only have about 13 minutes. Um, do we have anyone from Parks and Recreation uh, or Mr. Saunders? Can you speak to any of these categories here in terms of whether or not they've already been anticipated? So just in Mr. Vincent's case, he already had um, the majority of the items included in his complete streets plan of action. Do we have any sense of whether any of these are uh, included any place? I'm happy. To, I believe um, Director Frock is on if um, you'd like for him to speak to any of these items, but this is yeah. a, a kind of a longer list and, and maybe after just an initial comment from him, um, perhaps we could um, uh, table it. The table I, know I know we do look like we have a little bit of inclement weather coming through. Okay. Maybe good to make sure folks can. Okay. So you said perhaps we can do something. I'm sorry. After he speaks to it, I didn't hear the last thing. Perhaps we could save the rest of the conversation for Thursday since. Uh, okay, but I would like to have the information prior to Thursday certainly. and have members know whether or not any of these items are already included in um, the plan of action. Is that would have implications in terms of decisioning about any potential decreases? Certainly. All right, Director Froggy. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Chris Froggy, Director of Parks and Recreation. Good afternoon, Council. Um, None of these items except for Carter Jones and Fonicello, due to the major parks increase that we're receiving this year, we were planning on covering that additional 56000 if the budget was adopted as is. But all the additional would be new projects that currently funding does not exist in the Parks and Recreation Capital. Okay, so number 17 is included. It would be included, yes. Okay. Um, thank you, Mr. Frankie, for that. Um, that's That's very helpful for us, and we'll certainly – help guide us in our next uh, decision round of decisioning. So staff members can make that adjustment and uh, we know where we are there. So members, um, given where we are at this moment, um, we will reconvene on Thursday prepared now with the knowledge and information about what's included and what is not um, uh, to address any decreases to accomplish the rest of the amendments are, that are earmarked here. And I certainly look forward to, um, Mr. Vincent, your presentation um, relative to um, projects under Department of Public Works that address the issues um, that have been raised uh, relative, longstanding issues that have been raised on in terms of the South Side infrastructure. So with that, members, if there are no other questions or comments at this time, I would like to adjourn this work session and we will reconvene on Thursday at 4.
Seeing no other questions or comments, thank you everyone. Uh, Mr. Saunders, Mr. Vincent, Mr. Frakey, all of the staff um, and finance staff, Mr. Brown and Mr. Duvall uh, and all others who've spoken and members, thank you and uh, have a good evening. Uh, this meeting now stands adjourned.